Good evening, everyone. It's the Disrespect Sports Network, Off the Ropes, Episode 14, WWE SummerSlam Review. I'm here with the fellas. We've got Brandon, Kyle, and the professor is back with us tonight. Matt Diggs, welcome back. Guys, can you believe this has been 14 episodes already? No, I saw that, and I, I thought that was incorrect. I thought I had to go back and look. I was like, "Did we have we really already done 14? But yeah, the time flies. There's been a lot of events this year. Just time flies when you're having fun, is what I always say. And uh, we we're, we're missing one. the The coach got summoned to the volleyball court. I guess uh, Matt had done enough volleyball duty, uh, and so now Jeremy is doing volleyball duty tonight. So uh, he couldn't make it, but uh, hopefully we'll get him back for next show. Uh, fellas, how's it going? Going great. No complaints. Oh, I got some complaints, but no one was there. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's ready already. He's got some complaints. Uh, are, Matt, are you prepared for this uh, episode, Kyle? You, you feeling good? You got your notes? Oh, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yes. Look, I, I I got my notes. I uh, will not make that mistake again of being unprepared. Um, so I I have. Look, let's see here. I got all my notes ready to go. The, we the got a. Uh, the professor is unrelentless too, Kyle. He does not uh, play around. No, I, I, I actually feel the need to actually compliment Kyle. This even Kyle, when he's admittedly on his C game, he brings at least B game work. So I mean, he, he's always an overachiever. Hey, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that. Yeah, I was I was definitely out of my depths with the five uh, A and six A, but we're getting back into more of my territory with four A and three A and two A and all that coming up. So it'll be better. It'll be better. It was a bad experience. So I couldn't sleep that night. We got a we got a show coming up this week. Uh, we'll be doing our four A poll release. So uh, if you're interested in East Texas high school football four A, uh, we'll be uh, doing that show Wednesday night eight thirty. Uh, me and Kyle and Brandon's going to join us uh, this week, and uh, also with uh, that that CM guy and, and some guy named Vincent Johnson. I don't know. I don't know who those guys are, but you I've know. heard of them. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll they'll be there. They're all right. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> they, they don't. They're not cool because they don't talk wrestling. Um, let's talk some wrestling, fellas. Uh, gonna start with off topic here. Got a few topics here to talk about before we uh, go into the pay per view review. Um, first topic: the Hurt Profits, guys. Um, I'm just giving them that name right now. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be the Hurt Business or some sort of that. But we kind of saw that coming. But what do you guys think? The reaction of the fans? Uh, I don't know if they're trying to get them to be a heel team, but the fans loved it. Uh, yeah, I I loved it too. I, I think that street pop street profits have done kind of everything they could do with the gimmick that they've been given. Um, I mean, there's what else is there for them to do as a team? So I think a, a heel turn, I think is a good thing, but is it a heel turn because they were getting cheers and I, and Lashley got cheered when he came out. So I don't know if it's going to be a heel faction per se, but I'm excited to see what they do. I think the street profits with Bobby Lashley is a, a match made in heaven. Um, and, and look at Dawkins with the suit. Dawkins looks good when he dress up. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do with the with the Street Profits. Yeah, I, I really liked it. We've been talking about, you know, hopefully it'll happen. And then they started dropping hints about Bobby and talking to them. And so I think it's like it, it may be a better move them being with Bobby than them doing the turn, you know, per se on their own. Uh, it gives them a little, little – you know, that's just that would be a, whatever direction they go, heel or face. I think they're going, they're trying to make them, you know, just because you know you don't put them in suits and stuff if if they're not uh, uh that's just 
he'll move, but like I said, the fans are the fans may force their hand. But whatever direction they go, they're going to be. Uh, I think it's a good move. Uh, hopefully, they put them in a good story. I don't know because the other thing is, is it going to be with Judgment Day or is it with LWO? That also kind of. I mean, they're on SmackDown, I think. So I guess it's got to be LWO. But uh, who knows? With brand split, doesn't always matter. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see who they feud with them at first. A little bit of a contrarian view. Again, I'm just feeling the, the lazy booking here. I mean, basically, we're we're firing Cedric and Shelton Benjamin and putting in the Street Profits and recycling angles. I mean, what is new here? You know, what what element is new? People like Bobby because they they love Bobby, and you know, it's like they're they're craving to get Bobby on the air because he just he has that it factor. You put him on TV and, and he pops out and, and he gives that element of main event credibility already. And, and, and the street profits are kind of the same way. They've just been booked badly for almost a year now. You know, I'd almost want to see him have an NXT run just so they can be booked well and actually get to have good matches in the ring. So to, to me, this has an optimistic view, but at the same time, I'm not trusting WWE booking lately, and, I, and I'm not tr- trusting creative right now. Uh, so if creative can do something great with this, yes, but you can already see it. The LWO almost feels like it's already run its course after two months. You know, it's like you, you they can have one storyline and they're done with it. So what's going to happen here? Is, is it a good fit? Yeah, it's three wrestlers who need to be on TV and need to be for, you know showcased, but are not being showcased. And I think the fans are missing them. But at the same time, if you're not going to book them well, what can you do? What if they keep Cedric and Shelton and just add to the Hurt Business? Like they're adding the profits to the Hurt Business. I know they kind of broke up the Hurt Business on TV, but if they bring Shelton and Cedric back and then add in the Street Profits with it to make kind of this big faction. Hey, you need to add, add Omos as their, as their muscle. I'm sure he will because MVP is involved. But Get back to Raw Underground? and I'm not worried about Omos. I'm worried about the people that are actually going to be in the ring doing stuff. Well, but it, it, honestly, though, where else do you put Omos? He's not. He's no good Off to be. TV. Put him in catering. Well, I, I understand, <laughs> but at least he wouldn't have to be. A, he, he would just be muscle. He can go out there and beat people up. He, he's good at that. I mean, just make it where he doesn't have to have too many matches. You know, I actually liked Omos's look on SummerSlam. I know we're kind of pivoting into SummerSlam, but when he came out, just that black and red, it looked very intimidating. I mean, just that look kind of gave me a little bit like, okay, maybe – Maybe they've done some more marketing on him, so it'll is be interesting he, to see. Is he tall, Omos? It's going to be tall, Omos, to, to feud with Big Bronson. The Rudy. giant, the giant Omos. Oh gosh, here we go. All right, so I, I think we all kind of think, except for Matt, he's kind of he's kind of not real sure about it, but everyone else thinks he's consciously optimistic. Yeah, it gives him something else to do. So we'll, we'll it's a, a kind of those wait and see type things of how it's going to go, but. I like it myself. I think it's going to be um, something different for the Street Profits. I like them. I like them coming, their music coming out. But, you know, again, how long can you keep doing that over and over and over? They've they've won the titles. They've, you know, had a few to the, with most of the people. So give them a turn here. Add them with Lashley. Lashley's not really doing anything right now. So um, I'm hoping that they do something that's entertaining with these three. But I guess we'll, we'll see. Um well, I was warning you, Brett. I, I'm in a bad mood because, like, I, I was just so underwhelmed by this weekend. So I'm already Uh-oh. in a bad mood. So Uh-oh. you're going to be throwing these things out, and y'all are going to be all positive, loving your wrestle. I'm just going to come on here with a thunderstorm today. Even <laughs> worse, like, I feel like I wasted four hours of my life after watching <laughs> SummerSlam, and, wow. and and I'm just mad. Like, like, why do this to me? Oh, uh, okay. Well, calm down, Matt. Calm down. We're not there yet. Okay, <laughs> we're off. 
<laughs> I know you're getting off topic. This is off topic, but you're getting off topic here. Let's let's tune it back in. We'll let you get. We'll let you you're going to throw off the topic things. I'm gonna be mad. Okay. Well, this you, you should be. Show. You should be mad. This next one. No Rhea Ripley on SummerSlam. What? She was there. Yeah, but she didn't have a match. She's the world women's world champion, and you don't. And you bit your second biggest pay per view of the year. And she's not in a match. Matt well, just said it. It was already four hours. You want to add Becky and Trish and Rhea and Raquel on there to make it a five-hour pay-per-view, Tony Khan? I mean, well, let, let's take let's somebody off. You got to have your your women's world title on there. They had one of them. Yeah, one. That's the thing. They got two women's titles. They had one of them on there. I mean, I I I I, I agree. I think you could have taken you could have taken Shayna and Ronda's match off the card. What about, your, what about put your Slim Jim Battle Royal in in the pre-show, and then you don't have to watch it if you. But here's the thing: who would Rhea go against? Raquel? They haven't given that any build. They haven't given yeah. it any time to build. Do you just want to throw a a random match on screen and blow they through like, it because they didn't build it? Well, they I, like, I mean, they like doing that. I know, but that doesn't make it right. But I think that's that's the reason Rhea didn't need to be on the show. She doesn't need the, she didn't, she wasn't. Need, I mean, she was needed. Yes, we. I would have rather had her than Shayna and Ronda's catastrophe that happened. But I mean, there's, I still, what's what's the point in doing? At least Shayna and Ronda had a build for about a month compared to Rhea. Well, I'm just I throwing just, it out I there. I, I just, I don't. That's not. I don't. I think it's not, and not that there wasn't a there was a build here. There wasn't one, but. Your biggest woman star right now, I would say, is Rhea Ripley. If it, would anybody disagree with me on that? Like no. she's on, she your biggest woman star, and she's not on your your summer the biggest party of the summer, and she's not there. That to me, I understand the bill's not there, but that's their fault. They should have built something yeah. for SummerSlam. But you can't have a star like that up. Just let's just give her the night off. It's SummerSlam. I mean, she did show up. And interfere, which I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. Which I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm angry about that kind of thing. That, that, that irritates me about the way that went. But she's got to be on there, right? I mean, I mean, she doesn't have to be. I'm, I, I get what you're saying, but then, so Roman's the biggest star. He's going to take the next two pay per views off. I mean, but not like, SummerSlam. He's on SummerSlam is the main thing I'm talking about. Like if it's, yeah, you know, backlash or something like that. I get it. But this is like your your number two right behind Mania, according yeah. to what WWE sets him up, and she wasn't there. I mean, she was there, but she didn't wrestle. But there was one thing I did notice. Did you notice that they did the that they did a lot more of this than they normally do, especially on for pay per view? They did vignettes, not for the matches, but they did one for Rhea, they did one for Becky, they did one for the only men they did one for was uh, Edge. They did a Liv Morgan one. I thought that was kind of interesting. They did these little. Little extra vignettes of they did a real like I mean it was like a long it well, was like they were building up for a match but they well, weren't. You could, you could take out the the ten to fifteen minute entrances and the ten to fifteen minute vignettes between each thing and you could have got more matches on the show. I mean, uh, I kind of just there was so much of that it was almost too much for me. Like I saw this, I don't need to see this again. I know they're trying to like people that didn't watch or whatever, but. We have to have a 15-minute explanation of why Ronda and Shayna Baszler don't like each other, and it's like all this stuff that's built up up into here. I, I get that sometimes, but like it seems like they did over the top this time. Like it was just way too much of that. Like, give me the match. Come on. I mean, this is like Matt said, four hours. Come on. I gotta. I got things I want to do. Like I can't skip through it. Like you know, you can on during the during the regular uh, week. 
And credit Tony Khan and kind of taking a little bit of a pivot. Last couple of pay-per-views, it's been bam, bam, bam. They just go through matches and there's not the 10-minute vignettes and whatnot. And some of it may be because of Peacock, depending on what version you have. I think those vignettes are replaced by commercials. So it shows you, Brandon, you're, you, you're paying the money for uh, the, the more premium version of Peacock. I, say, I didn't, I didn't see any of those vignettes because I, I, I got the cheapest level of, of Peacock. See, actually, I got ads. We 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 did, and we actually just upgraded like last Thursday. Not nine for WWE purposes, but it worked for WWE too. But it just there was a couple things that that extra couple of dollars was was worth it. But sometimes just like I don't got time to sit through all these commercials. So. But uh, that's that's kind of what I mean. Kind of we're all in agreement. They need to build it and get her on there. I think that's the the uh, the I guess everyone kind of agrees there. They but, should yeah. have no one to put her against this time. Like yeah. I agree with Tyler. yeah, they've got to have somebody there. To, they've got to do better at the building their storylines up to up to uh, SummerSlam, not WrestleMania. They got to do better because you've got to have somebody built for her. And they didn't have. I mean, you had you had Becky Lynch. I mean, wow, what a what she could match that up with Trish? I know, but you could. I mean, you could have instead of her being playing around with Trish over here that Kyle loves so much. Yes. What about Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley? Oh, that would have been a bang of a match. That would have been fun. And, or or just even do something like this to kind of your, your point, Brett, make her put herself on the card and have an open challenge and say, look, I'm going to be on the card. Have And, and then even just have a 10-minute banger match, maybe an NXT star or somebody who can just wrestle and, and, and maybe Rhea wins. So, where she's so win. cocky, where she's so cocky that she's like, I'm going to throw an open challenge out to anyone that wants to step up. And then, you know, make them – it basically – take somebody that's maybe an up and comer and you know, they go with Rhea Ripley and, and may, maybe extend her a little bit. That's going to bring, not going to bring Rhea down. It's just going to bring that person up. So but anyway, get her on the card. All right. So number three, CM Punk real world champion. What do y'all think about that story? I don't, somebody, I know Matt wants to talk about this because collision is his favorite show right now. Now, I haven't um, had a chance to watch Collisions. I had to watch this four-hour crap show. I haven't watched it yet either. Yet, so but I mean, I, that, that that angle started last week. So I, he may he may have lost it for all I know because I, he put it up against Ricky uh, with Ricky the Dragon. Don't be spoiling. Over, <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible because I, I'm a week behind. Uh, Did you really think that, that he's going to lose it to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? I CM mean, Punk's been on a losing streak lately. I mean, he, he he jobs quite a bit. You know, who knows. I'm feeling that 90s Ric Flair big belt thing going on again with the real world champion. But again, I, I do believe they're probably building toward that all, the all-in, the, the Chicago version of that, maybe the unification match with whoever wins uh, at All Out. So I'm with what AEW does, I give them the benefit of the doubt, and it'll be fascinating to see how this works. Is it the most fun angle? No, but I mean, he's saying – I haven't lost the belt. I've, I've forfeited it, and then here I am. Come, come get it. I, I mean, I get, I get the storyline. I get why they're doing it. It gives you, it gives Collision and Dynamite both champions on, like big champions on both brands. And CM Punk's got a good point. He never lost the title. He was never pinned for the title. So he's got a, he's got a good. I mean, logically, it makes sense. So I get why they're doing it. I'm. I don't know. I, I don't know about. Do you want to see it turn into something, or do you want it to see it like no. Matt is combined? Do I they... think it'll be a unification. I don't know if they'll do it as quick as All Out or All In, just because that's in like 
three or four weeks. I don't know if that's – I don't know if you want to do that with CM Punk and MJF because I'm assuming MJF's going to beat Adam Cole at all in. Um, so I don't know if you want to do CM Punk, MJF, because these pay-per-views, remember – their infinite wisdom, they are back-to-back weeks. So you have all-in in London one week, and then the next weekend you got all-out in Chicago. So even whoever wins that all-in match, that's a quick turnaround to have a story with CM Punk for unification well, the next week. And Samoa Joe called out yeah. CM Punk. So I, I think, think Samoa and CM Punk got a lot left in the tank to do before CM Punk worries about MJF right now. The one thing I, like I'm a, uh, makes me okay with how they're doing it is because AEW's kind of been consistent with this. This one of the first men's ones they've had to deal with, but the women's, every time a woman leaves as a champion, they always name an interim champion. They never just give it like, you know, WWE makes them totally forfeit, but AEW has been consistent where they've always had an interim champion. They didn't technically do that for the men's one because CM Punk left on different circumstances. He didn't leave with an injury. So they kind of, you know, skirted that a little bit. I mean, but, he was technically injured, Brandon. Was he? Hey, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, he was physically injured. It just happened that there was a fight the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, they didn't mention the injury. They didn't because they never, you know, they didn't mention, you know, like where like Thunder Rosa was hurt. They mentioned her a lot. They were like, you know, Jamie or when it was Jamie Hader, she's keeping the title warm. You know, like they they made sure to mention it when CM Punk was gone. They never mentioned him. But even even with Thunder Rosa, they had her come out and cut a promo saying that she was relinquishing the title. They never did that with Punk because of the, the brawl. Yeah. So well, they weren't I don't know that they were sure he was ever coming back at, at one right. point. Yeah, that's true too. But but they've been pretty consistent always having an interim for the most of the time. The interim or WWE doesn't do that. So I don't like the interim. I don't I don't I don't like it. If you're if somebody's going away for an injury for a long time, take the title off of them. I mean, there's somehow they do it in WWE where they come out the next yeah. night and get beat up and then lose the title because they're injured. Like, do something like that. Don't just I – don't, I don't like to just giving it up to have an interim title. That's not a real champion. The belt or you reminds- just feel like Roman Reigns and only defend the belt twice a year. <laughs> That's, a good, belt, That's a good work schedule. The belt, to me, reminds me – and it doesn't really exactly like it, but it, it reminds me of the NWO belt where Hogan had it spray-painted, you know. He had the NWO spray-paint on it. So now it's kind of spray-painted with that accent – Conveniently, it's across the E, fellas, for elite. Where do you put it, Brett? Hey, you know, it could have been across the whole thing. It be symmetrical. Yeah. Where else would he have put it? He's not going to put it over but, the A. But does that does that mean something? You know, because it's the elite he doesn't get along with. He mixed out the E. I don't I've think heard, I've heard rumors that that's, that's kind of why and it's it's going to lead to something later with them at some point. So well, they, they, will, they will meet later. They're going to do business. They'll meet later. But I don't think this X across the E in all elite wrestling has anything to do. I mean, I think he did it for looks. I mean, it's, it's the middle of the belt. I, I, that That's just me. I don't think it has anything to do with it. All right. Y'all ready hey, to talk about this? Thing? Thing? Go ahead. What do we do with the women's tag titles now that Sonya Deville, I don't know if y'all heard, she tore ACL. So she's on the shelf. They just gave the titles. These are worthless titles. Just burn them. There's no sense in having the women's titles. There's, they are absolutely worthless. So why even have – that's my opinion. It's like a, they're, they're bad luck, Kyle. You had – every time you get, either someone gets hurt or their partner turns on them here, the last three to four people that have had the belts. Uh, you had Liv Morgan. She got hurt. Um, then you had, uh, you know, Shana Baszler and Ronda Rousey. They – 
I'm, turned on I'm, each other. Now we got another one that's injured. I, mean, I don't know. What I'm do. sure Raw will have a fatal four-way tag match. SmackDown will have a fatal four-way tag match. And at Payback, we'll get a women's tag championship match. Do we have 16 women on the roster? No. That's <laughs> okay, so maybe uh, got to bring some from NXT. You got to bring some a tag team of both. Yeah. We're, we're going to make Bianca and Io a tag team now. Just that's the thing too, though. They got rid of the NXT titles when they combined them with the uh, the main roster titles. So yes, you could bring up all that or the tag top. I don't know how many tag teams are on NXT. I don't watch NXT, but um, you could bring those up to compete on Monday and Friday as well and be involved in this. I, I personally, though, just forget about them. Just leave them vacant right now while Sonya is injured. Yeah, I feel bad because like at first I didn't like the Sonya and Chelsea Green gimmick, but. The more it, more they had it, it kind of they kind of fed off each other, and it was actually good for both of them. It so, grew on me. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I feel bad that they put all that work into that gimmick because they really, I mean, I don't know how long the build's been on their gimmick, but kind of the first started doing it, it was kind of like I don't know if this is going to work because did they fit? But the longer they were a tag team, I, it you know finally they were so annoying together that they were good for each other um, type deal, and so I. I when they got it, I was like, okay, you know, at least there's somebody that's legitimate. They've been a tag team. It's not two women they just threw together and like, okay, you two are a tag team. You two are a tag. I don't, I don't like that random throwing together. The only way to do that correctly is the way AEW did it, where you draw the names and you. There's a reason why they're randomly together because they're paying pair together. We saw some good pairs with that, and they were able to do tell some stories off of that. Um, but the that way they find baby. <laughs> exactly. So the way they were able to do that is great. But when WWE, says, okay, these two women are okay. You two are faces. Okay, you two are a team. Um, oh, you two are heels. Okay, you two are a team. Like I don't like that. And I like your your thing, Kyle. I think for now, you just kind of let them sit, see how it goes, and then if you have the right amount of tag teams that you can put together, and maybe you have a tournament or something, I, I would just maybe at some point. But, I would have put them on Caden Carter and Casey Cantanzaro. I like them. I yeah. do like them. But they it's could, a little they late. Could that that they could do that as a tournament. They could, you know, have a, you know, maybe have eight teams and you have matches that build on each other. It gives them meaning, which is some of the things I don't like about WWE. You put a match on TV that means something like, okay, you can advance in the tournament, move up. Um, and there may be some of those teams you're like, I know they're not going to win, but you have to, at least they give them some airtime and have a meaningful match. So um, if anything, I would like to see the tournament. I think it would be worthless at this point, but I mean, you got to do it somehow as far as that goes. And even just kind of, I'm not going to go through the history of the, of the women's championship, but I I remember when Bailey and Sasha first got it. And and I was so excited because their whole gimmick was that we're going to go to NXT and we're we're, going to wrestle everybody. And then it doesn't matter. And it was kind of taboo back then. And they started showing up places and then I think that's what Sasha and Trinity or whatever she, she used to be, uh, you know, wanted to do when they got the titles. And then they bolted because of the creative thing. And and I would love to see like Casey and Caden or something where they're just showing up on any show and and putting on good matches and, and just do something as opposed to this whole, you know, we're just going to have nothing going on with that. I mean, it, it's worse than mid-card status when you don't even have that deep of a women's division and it's basically a mid-card kind of a title as it is. So very frustrating all around, but WWE has done this to themselves. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, let's uh, let's talk the pay per view, uh, guys. As much as Matt is ex- so excited about that four hours he watched it this weekend, I'm interested to see uh, if his thoughts are kind of some. I mean, I honestly just talking about the overall pay per view. I was very disappointed overall. I think there were some good spots. To me, it started off hot, and then it just kind of it went downhill. Um, the opening the opening match, uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul. Man, there was some incredible spots. We, of course, we talked about how well we thought this match with two of them. You know, the highlight of the night. I told you guys that's the new thing. You know, I don't know I, was it Brandon? Was it you that texted that? Mm-hmm. So, because we talked about it last show, like the nicknames, and we talked about Big Bronson Reed, and we talked about you know all the names. And uh, now, every time Ricochet comes out, it's going to be the highlight of the night. That's a really long one. And very kind of annoying. I'm, I'm already tired of it, and it's just been like a few weeks they've been doing it. But, um, but it was a very good match. Um, talk about picking one to start and get the crowd hot. I mean, it, it, the crowd was on fire for it. It was an incredible, incredible moves in there. I mean, it was, um, and we kind of all figured, you know, Ricochet has been kind of the guy where he goes out there and puts on a good match and loses. And you know, we were all correct on that one. Uh, no, nope. well, wait, wait, we're not all correct. Yep, I forgot. I, I was almost right. I almost forgot it all y'all. Mister brought his notes. He didn't bring the notes on Logan Paul. <laughs> I did though. Listen, now the first off, I think the overall pay per view. I think what hurt the pay per view was the crowd in Detroit. They sucked. They were horrible. I've heard high school football stadiums that hold two thousand people be louder than that fifty thousand plus that were there in attendance. It was it was atrocious. If I'm WWE, I'm not bringing a major pay per view back to Detroit until they can prove their better. That was horrible. But was it fifty thousand? Are they? It was fifty. It wasn't fifty nine. Yeah, there ain't no way I, heard, it was I heard they fudge the numbers quite a bit. They always do. Yeah, they always do. It, so. it actually looked like a like it was, didn't sound like a big crowd, but it looked like a big crowd. But they were quiet as a church mouse. I, I don't. I don't understand. The first match. Yeah. Well, no, the first match they were hot, but as they yeah, got friend. as they got later in the night, they yeah. just died out. Um, very fun opening match though. Um, Logan Paul. We talked about it when we did the, the thirty under thirty. And I was kind of arguing on why he was in there. He proved it. He proved why he was in that top. I mean, he is he is fantastic in the ring. Ricochet, this to me was the best that Ricochet has looked in the ring in his main roster stay on on WWE. I thought he did great. We're definitely gonna get a rematch because of how it ended with the with the brass knucks win. I don't know. Payback seems like a great time to do it. Hey, sign me up for it right now. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Um, overall, great match though. My favorite spot was when Logan did that moonsault off the off the rope, and Ricochet caught him. And you thought Ricochet was going to do something. Logan turned it into to a tornado DDT. Just freak athleticism by uh, by both of them. Um, and I don't know. I saw on TikTok afterwards. WWE posted Samantha Irvin. She hated saying Logan Paul was the winner. She was. <laughs> Oh, her face was her face was priceless. Yeah, I, I think that there added be some memes. There should be some memes about of her face somewhere. Yeah, I, and like I said last week, that adds something to the feud for me when you kind of make it personal like that. Um, so I'm interested. I'm interested in the rematch. Give it to me. Um, I think it'll be at Payback, and I think early prediction: Ricochet gets his victory at Payback over Logan Paul. Okay, we we heard it here. Kyle heard said it here it. first. All right. 
Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really good match, uh, and I was expected to be there. There were a couple, you know, the, the one I did like, you know, Logan kind of played into it right, even coming out. He went and kissed his girl while looking at Samantha, and I thought that was you know pretty funny. And then, but during the match, uh, Logan Paul he had to, you know as great as he was and is, he had some misses. The first time I've really seen him, you know, you kind of saw some some, you know. Rust, not immaturity, but like ring immaturity from him. You know, you saw some flaws from him. Where in a couple of those, like the one was the 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 moon, the standing moonsault. Well, he's really tall, and so I, I don't think Ricochet was in the right spot there. So you saw there, you saw some misses there. And the last time they were in the ring together, uh, it was more people, but there uh, was the Money in the Bank, and they had some misses too. So they're they're still working on that chemistry. But he and he still as he's just been so good so quickly, but he's still very young in the ring. And so there were some misses, but it was still overall a great match. I love that spot you said the DDT one, and then then the the frog splash he did the springboard frog splash, that was awesome. And then the ricochet one that stood out to me was it hit the cutter off the top he did, and uh, but yeah. then uh, it, but the 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 funny thing about the whole brass knucks thing is Michael Cole's like, who's the goof in the baseball cap? Like, <laughs> yeah, so you know we we gotta we gotta teach Cole who these guys are the. <laughs> Logan Paul's entourage, but but other than that, I thought it, I thought it was a good match, and then uh, then Logan, you know, jetted uh, Dallas and uh, was in, still in his ring gear, celebrating with his brothers. <laughs> I'm sure WWE liked that because then they get to give them more uh, notoriety because he's still in his gear. Yeah, and and who the the announcer afterwards even mentioned it. Uh, what's uh, Ariel, whatever Helwani. He even like brought it up, and they talked about the match. So on a big boxing pay per view, so that was pretty good for WWE. Too. All right, Matt, break it down for us. So you got Washington D.C. 250th anniversary of the United States, and we're gonna have a fireworks show, of course. And and you're sitting there, and you're watching the fireworks, and it's like bam and bam. You're like, okay, I'm enjoying this, you know. And then all of a sudden. Just some, you know, Uncle Sam looking person comes out with a little, you know, little sparkler thing. And this is your grand finale. You know, we got the Uncle Sam and the sparkler and says goodnight to you. And, and you're just like looking at this like, what, what, what just happened here? And I'm, I'm not going to be recollective in a positive way or reminiscent in a positive way of the spot y'all mentioned because of the ending being so bad with these guys. It's, it's almost like you think of, you know, the, the whole five star versus four and a half star match. It built, it built, it built. And it got crazy as far as that goes, but there was a crescendo and, and like a finality to it. This was just like, but it was building and, and I was kind of watching and exciting and just ended horribly for me. And I don't care why they're doing it. They had a chance to have, at least a four-star match, and then they just had the the Uncle Sam with the with the with the little little sparkler here for the ending. It, I can't forgive him for that. I just can't forgive him. I, I will so, agree with Matt. I didn't like the ending. So it's like the screwdriver in the uh, Omega Osprey match. It's worse because it wasn't even on fire. <laughs> I I didn't like the ending. I, I that's that was my first initial thought after the match was this was too good of a match for it to end that way. Like I didn't, I didn't like the way it ended. I don't think it needed to end with Logan Paul cheating, but I think the reason they did that is to set up another match with them. But I, I, that doesn't mean I agree with it. I understand why they did it, but I, I don't like how that ended. ended. I, I feel like we, we talk about this a lot. Like 
the WWE's their easy scapegoat out is let's do a de- let's do a some kind of cheating finish, slimy finish, and that's their easy way out of matches. And, and you know, and and even right. if there's, even if there's rules, we don't have to abide by them. And we'll hmm. talk about that here uh, here shortly. Okay. But I, I just, you write Ricochet a, a promo where he basically goes out there after losing clean to Logan Paul and says, "You know what? I underestimated him." You know, even with all of this, I underestimated him and give him, you can even give him montages for a couple of weeks where he's getting better and he's practicing in the gym and he's watching tape and, you know, he's talking to you even get like the Chad Gable in there and getting some technical tips or, or whatnot. And then you have a second match and then maybe he beats him in that second match because he gets, you you can, you can lose clean and still write, write a storyline to get better without having to do something slimy like that and ruin the match. It's lazy booking. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it's to me, you just oh, we can just get, we can just do this and get a second match out of it. Um, easy way. Oh, he cheated. Now I get to rematch him. I mean, is that how many times we see that? I mean, we see it all the time. But yeah, it's a consistent thing. Um, but yeah, I think the and Kyle's right. The the crowd, um, and that's why I said it went from you went to this peak, and my my peak was the LA Knight win on the. In the battle royal, once that match was over, the the crowd went, and then just the rest of the night it seemed to be. I don't know if it was just they couldn't they <laughs> they couldn't uh, replicate it just because they were so fired up to see LA Knight. Because honestly, if you if you think about it, if you're WD, that's what you probably should have ended on if you're going to get that pop in LA. I mean, the way you go off a show, um, but well, uh, it didn't help that following LA Knight, we had to have a. MMA fight between <laughs> Shayna and Ronda that didn't help matters. That made that little sparkler. It kind of just kind of fizzled sparkler, out. That was the spark, there wasn't a sparkler. It, it they were yeah. out of they were out of sparklers. Yeah, that was, yeah. All right, so um, let's go to the next match. Then we had uh, Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. Um, guys, this match was actually to me it was better and longer by probably double than what I thought it was going to be. Um, we, I think we kind of discussed that we thought this would be the normal, okay, Brock gets his moves in, Cody gets his moves in, and then Cody wins. But it was a really long match. I'm, I actually am curious to see if I can find how long it was, but I feel like it was maybe 15 to 20 minutes just by feeling-wise. So I honestly liked this match more than I thought I was going to. I, I thought it was going to be, just like we talked about, um, Lesnar – it was the same type of match, though, because, you know, Cody got his throws in. And then once Lesnar started just beating him, beating him down, beating him down, beating him down. And, uh, of course, the gripe I have in this match, and it's going to be several times in this pay-per-view. Kyle probably knows where I'm going with this. Did we ever have a no DQ mentioned in this match? No. Can we use Can we use the steel steps in a regular match now without mm-hmm. being disqualified with the referee watching us use them? Not only can you use still steps, but then you can get a rope break following that after you use still steps. So, yeah, uh, that that's what bothers me about this match. Um, I just I don't understand why we're. I get it. They knock the ref down. That happens every Roman Reigns match. We know that the ref wasn't down. I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> at least in those matches, I I can at least let they can cheat because the ref's not watching. The ref was literally watching them. Use he, made, steps. he saw him hit him with the steps and goes, oh, I mean, call the match. that's that's a DQ. 
I mean, well, why why do we even have rules in wrestling if we can if we just can do what we want? Okay, well, we don't need no DQ matches. Every match is a non disqualification match. Okay, at least make it that way. If you're gonna have rules, you gotta you gotta enforce them and use them in your storyline telling. Like to me, this is this is terrible. Like I'm glad this this feud is over. Um, it was a little strange that Brock Lesnar went up and shook his hand and, and raised his hand here. Like, okay, so we still don't know why you attacked him. Were you just testing Cody Rhodes? Were you, like, trying to see how much you could get out of him to try to build him up for Roman Reigns? I still don't know. But, like, he was okay with losing. He just raised his hand at the end. Uh, guys, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm frustrated. I like the match when I did, but I don't like the whole the way it went down, personally. W- what do you guys think? Real quick is so like why I, I didn't like the whole stairs thing. Why isn't a DQ? Also, I agree. But to play devil's advocate, people all the time in no DQ matches throw people into the stairs, and there's nothing ever called. And like I, I don't know if it's considered it's part of the ring. But then, but once you pick them up, is it no? Is it no longer part of the ring? And that's a weapon. Once yeah. you pick yeah. them up. So that's why I, I agree with y'all. But I just to play devil's advocate is like I, I don't know if that's their logic is. People use stairs and no DQ matches all the time. They, they don't have logic, Brandon. They don't have logic. Come on. Let's be real. There's no logic. I mean, but stairs are used in matches all the time. Normally, you're just throwing them into them, and that, that's never called. Well, here's my question, too. So, obviously, if if it's a regular match, you can't just throw people through tables, right? Because if you throw them through a table, that's a disqualification. Unless, so, it's, unless it's the announcer's table. Announcer's well, table is okay. But it, so, an F5 through the table... Through the announce table is also not a disqualification. I'm I'm just I'm unsure on what all these these rules are. But as far as this this match, the the feud or whatever, it's been rinse and repeat for weeks. Brock will come out, he'll attack Cody. Then Cody will come back the next week and oh, he'll do the whoa. And then he'll come out in a suit. And then the same thing next week. It'll just rinse and repeat. It's been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again for months. And I'm, I was over it. So, um, it, the match was more of the same. It was Brock just beating up Cody for the whole first 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes of the match. And then Cody, his miraculous victory against all odds. He had to fight adversity, pal. I, yes. Great. He won. Awesome. Was it, wasn't it better? Was it better than you thought it was going to be though? I, or did you just not I'm going to be it? honest with you. After Brock F5 Cody through the table and Cody beat the 10 count, I, I, was, I was like, I'm over. I'm over this. This is remember, I'm, it's, it's Matt. I'm not cheat code. Entertained. It's Matt cheat codes. Remember, you can put your cheat codes in. You can go through 18 <laughs> tables and still survive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I wasn't a fan of this feud to begin with. This Saturday's match, maybe it was better. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I, I wasn't entertained by it at all. Um, but I did like at the end Brock shaking Cody's hand. From what I've heard, that was unplanned. That wasn't part of the Brock did that on his own. Um, so I think that like him or not, like what he does in the ring or not, Brock's kind of a gatekeeper for WWE. And I think Brock shaking Cody's hand, maybe it does in this feud because now Cody has earned Brock's respect. And maybe that's all Brock wanted at the beginning. Then freaking tell us that three months ago. Like it's not that difficult, but uh, I'm, I I hope this is over. I have a bad feeling that it's not, but I hope that it's over. But well, they build it as like the last. I mean, they they even mentioned I, it 
But, but I know. That, that, I know that doesn't mean <laughs> how many times have we heard last yeah. whatever, and then we see yeah. him in the ring next week. Yeah, we like, got payback next next month, you know. But it, like I, the way it ended after the match, like with the, the I don't see how they go back to. But I, you never I, know. I think you're right, but I don't trust WWE. But I have a few, few notes here. So I, I, the match the match went way longer than most Brock matches because Brock Brock's uh, having wardrobe malfunctions. He's not not used to being in a ring that long. His shorts. <laughs> really stood up. They almost didn't stay on. And then, uh, and then another, uh, what was the, uh, the, the, the crowd for the no countouts thing was, they, they, that was the one time they got loud, but it was a, like, hey, you know, there's not going to be a count. Like, it was kind of weird how they did that. And then the other thing I got, I got this is for Matt and Kyle. The lady behind Cody's mom, does, does she have sloth toes and would it matter? <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i didn't see the lady behind <laughs> yeah, oh, she went viral very quickly i'll have to well, hold on Matt, you no. can go ahead and answer out let me let me do I'll, some uh, i'll talk you google but be careful <laughs> with that googling get in trouble for that yeah i was i was reading i didn't get a chance to read the dirt sheets when i'm so far behind on wrestling i try to avoid some of those things but what i what i was seeing effectively uh, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people have praise for this match, and I didn't really get the praise for the match. You know, a lot of people were saying this is the best match of the of the night, and, and maybe something's got to be the best match of the night. I appreciate that, but I was completely underwhelmed by this. Y'all talk. I mean, even you, Brett, were getting into this. Oh, it went 15 minutes. I was so impressed. That's because they spent eight minutes playing the countout game. I mean, I mean, how much time can you kill? Like, go, go do one move, slowly get back in the ring and count to 10 slowly. Okay, we've wasted 45 seconds. Let's do this seven more times, you know? Like, <laughs> like at what point you just – I mean, I didn't say it was the best match. Of that. I just – I thought of the three matches that they had, it was the best one. Well, the bar was very low. I know it was low. That's what I'm saying. It was low. <laughs> but it was – to me, it was the best one. And I, I had no – Honestly, coming in this match, I was like Kyle. I had really no interest in it. I was ready for this feud to be over. But the underwhelming card in general, I mean, this match actually was one of the matches that exceeded my expectations. Again, the expectations were low, but I I just thought that they they did a good job in this match of at least making it a little bit of a fight. Like I feel like the other ones, it was just kind of like, you know, 10 minutes, we're done, and, and we're, we're out. But at least they kind of – I mean, it was their way of extending the match. The the countout stuff, I understand the frustration. It is a slow playing the match. I get it. But at least Brock, that's probably the longest that Brock has been in the ring in I don't know how long. Usually his matches do not last that long at all. So um, to me, I was just impressed with the two. They, 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 the feud's hopefully over and we move on. But I just thought of the three matches, it was the best one in my opinion. I actually had high hopes for this match. I don't know why, because Brock, when he wants to, has had a couple of decent matches in the last couple of years. Cody, we know he can go. So I thought put them together and you might have it, but for whatever reason, they instead of just letting them wrestle and grapple and, and do things, they did this whole underdog resiliency storyline within the match. I just don't think it worked. I think it was very boring and very predictable and very formulaic. I did not like the match. It did not meet my expectations, Brett. You were talking about how you you thought it actually exceeded. No, not for me. I, I was highly my expectations were pretty low, Matt. I mean, your expectations sound like you were a lot more expecting a lot more than I was. I mean, I, I think I would have rather seen Omos and Brock again, you know, because, because, oh, no. because at no. least there you have the story. Can he do it? Can he, can he pick him up? Can he do <laughs> he it? He doesn't rain Kyle off with that one. I mean, um, 
you might as well said Big Bronson Reed there, Matt. Completely underwhelmed. I'm, I can't wait for that Omos Big Bronson Reed match, but completely underwhelmed. <laughs> And, and since since this is one of them, why was half of the card a main event? Oh, it was, we had four main events. You know, out of eight I, matches. Yeah, I know. I like. I feel like that we're just gonna have all the whole cards gonna be a main event for yeah, too long. And one was the second match of the night, and the other three were the last three. But yeah, but why, everything was the main event. I was like, we have four main events, and I'm like, that's half if they would have got real in there, she would have had to been a main event too. So yeah, that's what I'm saying that, that would that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, on that match, uh, let's see. We all had Cody Rhodes, so we all uh, picked up the uh, win on that one. Um, we've got – and that was one of um, the things that um, Jeremy wanted me to mention. I talked to him a little bit earlier, and the whole – he knew Kyle was going to be frustrated with this. Not, I would agree. The whole, like, the cheating stuff and then, like, what's the rules or we do we have rules, that was his point. So, uh, Kyle, good job. You you didn't even know, but you, you were able to – I got you, Jeremy. I got you. Um, because I we talked about it. I was the same. I'm the same way. I don't I don't like that. But something I did like is they finally Yeah. Yeah. LA Knight with the win. Talk to me, Kyle. (laughs) Freaking Omos, man. I that's the one I was (laughs) right before the match started. Ding ding ding. I was like, yes. Then I heard MVP's voice. I said, Oh no. (laughs) I put my hands in my head like this. I said, Oh no. And then the, the seven foot three Nigerian giant, Omos. I said, good. I immediately grabbed my phone. I said, damn it, Brandon. Yeah, you put that bad juju out here and now he's in the match. And then um, I just thought, I was like, he's going to win it. And I, was, I, 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 I didn't think he was going to win it. I, I, but um, WWE did the right thing finally, giving LA Knight the win. But here's my issue with it. Now what? He won the battle, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. What now? Did he get a lifetime supply of Slim Jim? Like I don't. He better go to Austin Theory. We need, we need, we we need that. We could book that, but what is what is Vincent Kennedy going to do? Probably not that. Maybe maybe he get maybe he's uh on administrative leave, like I've heard. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't matter if he's on administrative leave. He can zoom in and and still run the show. That means absolutely nothing. Anyway, it's medical medical leave, so I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the uh, LA Knight, I'm glad he won. I, I kind of thought at the end that AJ Styles might win it. I thought they might give it to AJ Styles. Um, and then, unfortunately, Karrion Cross ripped him <laughs> off the apron. So now we're going to have that feud continue. He's like an anchor pulling AJ Styles down. Who wanted that? I don't know. Um, but and then when it was Sheamus and LA Knight, I really enjoyed them giving Sheamus and L.A. Knight the opportunity to fix the botch they had the night before. Loved it. L.A. Knight hit it perfectly. Um, the right person won. But that's my that's my only concern is what now? Where does he go from here? What was the point of him winning, winning the bat- Battle Royal if you're not going to do anything with him? Well, because they didn't say the winner gets N- nothing. I'm Jim. Yeah. I mean... But Ooh, what the, yeah, what is it? That's the problem I have with that. Like, if this would have been a AEW battle royal, then there would be something the winner gets. Yeah, there would be something. And we have a battle royal for why, Matt? Why do we have this battle royal? To get LA Knight on the get LA Knight a win on, on there, you know, and and they did that. So I guess mission accomplished. This was my first fast forward match. I was just click, click, click every thirty seconds, see who's left. So you got eliminated and, and click that 30-second thing again. 
Uh, I mean, even with even though I was excited for it, I did watch the end, the Sheamus ending, as far as that goes, and I I was excited to see LA Knight win. I think it was the probably the highlight of the crowd. You're talking about how dead the crowd was. I think that was probably the peak uh, for for them. And at the end of the day, you just got to give credit. Uh, they did get they did find a way to get LA Knight. He's now one in one in, in cross branded promotions. He's not good with Mountain Dew, but he is good with uh, Slim Jim back for that Royal Rumble loss. Uh, but you know, hey, what can you do? Yeah. Talk to me, Brandon. I'll touch on my point about that. I love that they made a spot from Friday and, uh, you know, did the exact same spot. And Seamus actually leaned up this time like he's supposed to. And then I, y'all, you know, talk about Theory being next. But I didn't know until later in the show that Theory was in this match. I totally missed him in this match. I never once saw him. But then later in the show, they brought it up that he was eliminated at a certain point. And I was like, I once saw Theory. <laughs> This match. I mean, they kept, they kept bringing us. I guess I'm missing some stuff on Raw. They kept bringing up these things about. It's like I haven't seen Chomping forever, but I get apparently he has some feud with Bronson Reed that I had no idea about until they're not. So. Yeah, they've got a they've got some weird thing going on with Shinsuke, uh, Champa, Bronson Reed. It was somebody else that was involved. Oh, uh, uh, who was the other one that was involved in that? There's kind of like a bit of Shinsuke and Ricochet. Rick, Ricochet was was in it. Yeah. That it was kind of like this weird that, thing where they each wanted to fight the other one, then the other one would come out and interfere and cost them to win. And so it's been kind of this weird, I want to say love triangle almost type situation. We had a. I guess that's been my nap matches or bathroom breaks or something. I don't yeah. Know. I well, and I, like, I, mean, I like Tommaso Ciampa. I'm, I'm hoping that him, him and uh, Johnny Wrestling come back together and do a tag and form a tag team. I think that would be DIY, bring them back. I think that would be awesome. Um, cause I love, I love their, and honestly their feuds in NXT were some of the best matches, uh, when I used to watch them, um, when Gargano and Ciampa went at it, um, they had some really like, I mean, some of the best matches I thought they were going to kill each other type matches. Um, so he's like, he's under, he's underutilized as well, but I honestly didn't even notice Austin theory was in the match either. I, I when I was watching it, I, I think I just happened to see him, but they didn't. He's the United States champion, but they didn't even spotlight him. So I'm like, what does the belt even mean anything? Like you've got the, the problem is you've got Gunther that's got this prestigious inter, intercontinental championship and like they they're showcasing it. It means a lot. So they're supposed to be the same level, but do you even put them on the same level right now? I mean, the United States champion to me is low card and Gunther's like mid right below Roman Reigns, I mean, I just don't understand what they're doing with him. Because we talked about Theory's matches, and every time he's in a match, what does he do, Kyle, to win? He cheats. And that's the and only way. Means. Yeah, he never gets to win clean, which I think that hurts somebody after so long. It's like kind of like The Miz. The only way The Miz would ever win would be cheating. He's kind of that's who he reminds me of right now. Yeah. yeah. I said that LA Knight and Theory next, but like that's the thing is they could have – if. Glad even that there's in the match. They they should have did some kind of tease toward it. Let let LA not throw theory out or something, you know, at least or some kind of. But they were never at the same part of the ring together. No, I was watching I, LA not the whole match. I wasn't ever. I never saw theory. I saw I saw theory in there, and then that's and then I wondered why is he in the match? Like, why are you having a champion in the match? There's no way he looks good if unless he wins, and you're not going to have him win because for what? For who? 
So why have a champion in the match? I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, they just put the belt on the line. Let's have a battle royale for the United States Championship. Make the match yeah. mean something at least. You know, I um, think I think LA Knight gets a lifetime supply of Slim Jim and maybe a commercial. With he Slim did get a commercial. Jim. Him and Bianca yeah. got one right after the right after the battle royale. I was like, oh, they they already had this locked and loaded. And it was their largest single match sponsorship ever, seven million dollars. They're they're making money hand he's, over foot. He's got the week. So Slim Jim, uh, off the ropes is looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> we, we don't need quite that much, but uh, oh, yeah. we can do some. We can do we can do some spots. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll look if they want to uh, do the battle royal next year for some event, um, and it's the Slim Jim battle royal. I volunteer to represent off the ropes in the battle royal for Slim Jim. Hey. Hey, I think we should just who have that uh, flaming barbed wire tables match between uh professor and the coach. But can I be uh can I be the referee for that? You you have to get knocked down, remember? You can't oh, see yeah. what's going on. I can sell. I can I'll oh <laughs> I'll be the professor's like chase you section. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think our our segment might be more entertaining than the actual uh, wrestling product right now, so I might you know, never know. All right. So, you know, like I said, Ellie Knight, biggest pop of the night. Glad he got the win. Um, we all picked him, which, you know, it was kind of obvious, I think, you know, at this point. If you don't, was it one of those things, if you don't put him over and let him win there, everyone's going to riot. We riot. It's yeah. another malice in the palace in Detroit if L.A. Knight would have would have lost. So, um, anyway, so now that we're up to the uh, next match, um it's the MMA fight that Kyle's been waiting for, uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And I'm just going to say up front as we run Kyle off the air, there were some strikes. The mat, It's just me and Brandon now. Yeah. Wow, okay. So there were some strikes. In this match. Yeah, okay. The, the strikes in this match looked nasty, guys. Like, they 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 were hitting on some of the, the head kick. Uh, oof. Man. There was two hard hits, and I think they I think it was a receipt. I think uh I don't think Rhonda was supposed to connect with Shayna like she did on that on that head kick. Oh and my then, god, I thought I was gonna I knock think, her out. I, I don't think Shayna was supposed to connect with the knee to the face like she did with Rhonda. I think that was a receipt back to Rhonda. Um I mean that was my favorite that was my favorite parts of the match was those. I was like, those yeah. are legit. okay. Now we're talking. Let's let's get some MMA really going on out here. Well, um, yeah, I, I had high hopes for it. Like you said, I had high hopes for this match. I talked last week how it was going to be. I was excited for it. Uh, it fell absolutely flat. The crowd, I don't know if there was a crowd there. They, I didn't hear them the entire match. Um, worst match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, it was. It's, it's also hard to watch an MMA stipulation within a choreographed wrestling ring like yeah. that. Well, it's, then they can just they can just roll out of the ring when they need a break. There's no there's no cage. They should at least made it the cage. They, they should have had a cage. They, they should have brought the cage. The yeah, brought the cage down. Put them in a cage. That way, at least you can't run away. Yeah, uh, it just it didn't come off well because we we know MMA. That's those those men and women are real. They they will knock you out and not think twice. So going into it, I even said it last week on the preview show. I think this is a way. Justin Gaethy is a bad man. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a way to get Ronda kind of if she was making that UFC return to kind of get her in the ring and and spar on a big stage with Shayna Baszler, her best friend. 
did not come off that way. Shayna wins. I think what WWE wanted was Ronda to put Shayna over. I think Ronda's star power has faded immensely in WWE. I don't think it's that. I don't think it did what WWE thought it was going to do. I don't think this makes Shayna look any better. It certainly doesn't make Ronda look like anything. Um, I, I would I would throw this stipulation out of WWE. Let's not let's not try this ever again. It didn't work. Did you notice that they talked about that uh, Ronda had never been submitted in WWE? Like they made a, a point to say that before the match. And I was like, well, they just told us she's going to get submitted. I mean, it was yeah. pretty obvious that if that, why would they say that? And then, you know, she got submitted and, and you know, tapped out or basically put out of the, of the ring forever. I mean, I, I don't know that she comes back after this. I think she's kind of done her run. And I guess we'll see if she goes over to the UFC. I mean, uh, Brandon, Matt, what do you guys think about this one? Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good, uh, and then, you know the crowd was dead on that, but it's really dead for this match because also like WWE fans, not all of them are UFC fans, so that just very just interesting from the beginning, and then it just didn't go anywhere. It just wasn't. I mean, it just it looked awkward. Uh, it just it didn't um, it didn't it didn't work, and uh, uh, like Kyle said, I, I you know kind of got excited with it because of the build, but th- th- this was you know. I know y'all were just our list. Matt was disappointed with a lot of matches. This was the only match I was really disappointed with because it was the only one that was less of what than I thought it was going to be. Where other ones I didn't have high expectations, so they, you know, kind of overachieved. Where this one was, I you know, I thought a little bit. I thought it might be better than it was, and it was. It was not good. It's like I'm expecting a two star card, and I got two and a half. Woo! You know, but again, <laughs> I'm, I'm having high expectations because. WWE is supposed to be this multi-million dollar, you know, juggernaut, billion dollar juggernaut as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, this match, you know, it, it is what it is as far as that goes. Uh, crowd was dead. I didn't hate the match. I mean, I mean, they tried something that didn't work. I think that, I think their failure was the storyline. I mean, I, I would have liked to see Shayna and uh, Ronda re, reinvigorate the tag title and, and maybe held it for a year. And then it maybe blow, blow it off at WrestleMania. Uh, but again, bad booking, lazy booking. Got I guess maybe they had a timeline they had to get this done. She gave them two month, uh, the two month notice, and they blew it off in two months. And kind of is what it is. And I think you could have had many better matches at SummerSlam to replace this. Uh, you know, Rhea versus Ronda. Maybe you know have, have Rhea take out Ronda and retire her or something. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think overall, I didn't I didn't care for the match either. The main spots, the knee, the knee to the face, the kick to the head, were my favorite parts of this match, honestly, because it was the oh, this is that they're actually gonna really hurt each other. You could see the swelling on the face, like I mean, it was legit. I was like, oh, that's cool, but then the little weak tap out thing, I just, I'm not a fan of it. It, 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 I, it. I missed the tap out. I don't know what I was doing. I saw you're probably, Shana- you're probably asleep. <laughs> she, she didn't tap. Drowsy. She didn't tap. She just like right yeah so well but i mean i didn't i i I saw i saw shayna put her in the carafuta clutch and i was like okay and then i i I just thought okay she's gonna reverse it or something i looked away or something then i heard ding 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 i was like it was very odd yeah i don't know maybe maybe those kicks in the knee hurt more than what it could have been cut they could have hurt more than what we know i mean because i mean look i honestly I was in I was in shock. I was like, "Oh crap! Was that supposed to be?" That, I mean, because 
you could hear those. Like yeah, usually, I think, I think that was a receipt. I think it was a receipt. And so I, I kind of wondered if that's why the match got cut short like that, Kyle. I mean, it could have been that you know one of them took it a little bit harder and they had to cut it short. I, I, I think. I think both of them having an MMA background, they knew that that was a possibility that that could happen going into. I don't, I don't think it cut the match short. I think that I think the match went as planned. I think it was just poor planning, poor booking, poor execution, poor everything. And if you don't, if you if you allow me to go on like a one minute rant, hopefully it won't be something you're going to typecast here at some point. Yes. But we are dealing with a billion dollar company that should have professional storyline writers. And there have been matches in NXT. I know Kyle doesn't watch NXT, but Shayna and, and maybe even Bianca before Bianca got elevated, where like Shayna would keep people on the Caribou to clutch for like three to four minutes. I mean, it was an ongoing kind of a thing. And and she had to work them down and and and, and fight them. And they 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 rally back and she they get the ropes and she'd keep going. And now we have like a 45 seconds to submit Rhonda. I mean, if you're going to have a move and it's gonna have different intensities and and different levels of that, you need to have that kind of routed and, and kept your receipts on it so you know kind of how to do it and t- so again that was a disappointing thing for me given the fact that other people have lasted longer in, in the caribou clutch th- than ronda who is supposed to be this big mma star yeah i mean that's true I, maybe she's not as tough as anymore she just can't hack anymore matt it's time for her to move on like maybe that's well, she can't be the toughest because she's not the EST of WWE. Oh, well, yes. That's who proved her toughness. Oh, my. Let me tell you. We'll get to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next, speaking of toughness, uh, oh. and the next match we've got, talking about some 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 uh, aggressiveness, some, some hard hitting. And we talked about this one being hard hitting and aggressive. Uh, Gunther over Drew McIntyre. We all knew that. Um, gonna happen before the match, but I mean, match overall, it was very average to me. Um, I I like the hard hitting style, but to me, when I when I can tell you and and I could go put a million trillion dollars on the winner, and I know it's gonna be a certain person, um, it's hard for me to get into those kind of matches. Like I knew there's no way Drew McIntyre is winning this match. I don't think he's got a long-term contract at WWE. Honestly, if I'm him, I'm going to AEW because they haven't done anything with him, really. He was their, um, I guess, the COVID champion when there was no fans. He kind of got pushed at the wrong time for him and really hasn't really recovered. I mean, it's, they, they just don't know what to do with him. The You've got this – he comes when he currently come out with the sword, I, I, got, I started losing it. I'm like – why are you bringing the swords? Are they going to let you use the sword in the ring? Come on. This this whole thing. Who knows? We don't have disqualifications. Yeah, just well, yeah. Be, so you can behead somebody now. That's that's part of the, part of the rule. Hey, you have, uh, as, long as, you, as long as he's down for that three count, we're good. And the mania con I went to, he chopped the ring in half. You're just looking for things when you start adding things like that to the, the character. You, you can't use a sword. Come on now. That's no. There's no reason... I can see a baseball bat because, I mean, at least you can use that. I, I don't have any problem with those kind of items. Chair, whatever, kendo stick, fine. You're not using a long warrior sword on anybody. So that being Her name of- is Angela. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just thought this match was just average. I, I, don't, I don't really have any reason to really talk about it more. Gunther won. He's moving on to 
hopefully a bigger and better opponent. I uh, This was absolute slugfest. I mean, it was hard hitting. It was smash mouth wrestling. It was everything you expected it to be uh, between uh, Drew McIntyre and Gunther. I'm like you, though, Brett. I was kind of underwhelmed. It's almost like this match, it never got to that next level. Like, it, it, it never got out of that gear. It just kind of stayed. And I think the crowd was getting into it, but it never it never ramped up. So the crowd was just like, yeah, they knew because they knew Drew McIntyre wasn't going to win, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very predictable. Very, very predictable. But here's my thing. What what does this mean for Drew going forward? Where does he go from here? Because he he just returned after being off TV since Mania. He just returned for what? Two or three weeks to then lose to Gunther. Now what? Like now, now, what do you do? Now, what do you do with Drew? So you you, go, you put him, you put him with the brawling brutes. You turn him heel, and they just start beating the crap out of folks every week. I think I Drew know. is turning heel. I don't know when it's happening, but I do think he's turning heel. Um, but same for Gunther. What's next for who? Who's going up against Gunther next? I want Gunther to trade his belt for a title shot. I'm still determined that W. I know they're not going to do it, but that's that's the only way. Because I mean. What do you do? You, you can't take the belt off. I mean, you get you beat him, but you want him to go for the the next title up. Maybe you want him to go after Seth Rollins. I'd love to see Gunther Seth Rollins, but like he's still got the other belt. So, do you have him get beat so then he can go after? But I I, I like the old and I've said this numerous times for you guys. I'm sure the old X division where you could take that belt and trade it up. Say, I want to trade my title in for a title shot of my choosing and he, and he goes after somebody. I mean, I know they're going to let him get to the honky tonk man record. We've talked about that. That's going to go away. Probably. I think he's only a month away from that. Yeah. So here pretty soon, yeah. he's got to go after, I mean, I want, I want Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins Gunther would be an incredible match. And Seth, I know Seth has been not the champ for too long, but I think that would be a great opportunity to put Gunther over and let him have a little run with the world title. Maybe maybe Seth chases him for a little bit. This is how underwhelmed we are. We're just all looking at you like, <laughs> you know. It, it I'm is trying, what I'm it trying is. to write some actually interesting storylines here, Matt. You know, I, I mean, there, there's there's basically a couple of tiers in WWE, and that's it. That's it. And Gunther has gone through pretty much his max, and and I don't know if his star power will get him up to that next level. You know, and unfortunately, because of the way things are, you know, done, Bobby would probably be a really good feud for him. But Bobby Lashley, but he—they're not on the same show brand right now. So, you know, what can you do with him right now? I, I think you can just probably KO. You know, if he gets healed up, is probably his next logical thing. But then you got the tag titles to to deal with as far as that goes. So, or Sami Zayn, I guess could yeah, be. Two, a, you got two sets of tag titles, and neither one of them are on because you got one person hurt. So I mean, I, it's going to be fu- fun to figure out how they how they handle that uh, situation. Maybe the the hurt business will just go wherever they want to go, and that could be fun. You know that they kind of like Judgment Day goes where they want to go. Maybe the hurt business will go where they want to go, like Dirty Dom. Well, I think Bobby's technically a Raw superstar anyway, and <laughs> but then he showed up there not with the Street Profits, but I think he's actually a Raw. I, I can't remember, but because like we said, brand split doesn't matter. And you, uh, Brett, you said something about them not doing enough with Drew. I always thought they'd done too much with Drew. I think they put they pushed him down their throats for too long as a face. If they switch up, I, I really liked, like I, thought, I said this on the last show, I really liked, uh, you know, future 
the you know broken dreams uh you know the what what, what they used to call the future uh you know you, i used to like that that version of drew i don't like the version of drew now sword or no sword or whatever i just don't like this drew and it just it was i thought i thought that was too much and please don't put him back with sheamus they did that and i didn't like that and so please don't put him back uh with the brawling brutes or with sheamus just i don't i don't know what what to do with drew but i had two notes with this match my first i think they kind of went correlated i said gunther is a freak like he is a freak like to do that at his size of things he does but the, the one movie had he did a frog splash into a clothesline into the powerbomb i was yep. like like who did like the dude is a you know and i i, I saw him live uh, uh several years ago well right before the pandemic and uh it was a it was a fatal or it was a eight-man tag and well, it, was, it was walter yeah walter was the imperium against the undisputed era and it, it was just i mean and the place went nuts when they won and you know the whole place was champ walter and he he was doing the same things then just and he was bigger then yeah now he's thinned down and he just can do so much more and i mean i think there is a i, I know matt said he didn't know and they may not push him to that next level but i think there is another level and like i hope we get to see it in WWE. but like matt said you never know if they're ever gonna push him to that level, to that level. i i think they will i think i think he's he's going to get beat after he breaks hockey talk man's record he's gonna lose the ic title but i think I think he'll lose it in a way where he's like, I've done all I can with this title. I don't want it anymore. I want to go after a bigger title. I don't. I think however they make him lose that title, I think they still keep him strong. And then, yes, I think we have a Seth Rollins and Gunther match down the road at some point, maybe at Royal Rumble. Um, I think down the road so at some point we will have that match. Um, and I think Gunther is – big title ready i think he has proved he he's a workhorse in the ring like brandon said he's a freak he is amazing and like and to your point brandon when he was walter he was a bigger guy um i remember the match with him and Ilya dragunov at nxt uk that was phenomenal i mean it was a great match and so walter er, gunther can definitely work in the ring and um I'm excited to see what they do with him going forward, but it's always, this is always the problem with WWE. What's the follow-up? What do you do in the follow-up? You can get these people to this point, but what do you do after that? So we'll have to see. And ultimately, I I think you nailed it on the head KO that when you go into the, when you go into the match, knowing that Drew, because Drew is probably one of the last people who probably had a legitimate chance. You would believe it. If Drew Mm -hmm. would have won, you would have believed that you know Drew at his best, maybe give him a couple build build up wins, could have beat him. Now who who's that person who could have taken it off? But we know because of Drew's contract status, it wasn't going to be him. It was just going to be he was there as a, basically a high price jobber for for Gunther. Uh, so storylines they're going to have to get get the writers together because uh, you know I think he's kind of maximized that middle tier and to get him to that top tier, he's not only got to lose the title, but you got to make it make sense and make us want. To believe and right now wwe has really struggled with that yeah we'll see kind of where he ends up going uh like i said it's going to be interesting and you've got of course with the world title you've got a lot of things kind of floating around it right now as we kind of move to the next one we all had gunther as well um so that's another uh this next match however we all had seth freaking rollins um and to win uh our colleague jeremy uh, went with Finn Balor and he was incorrect. Um, he was almost right. Yeah, it was close. It was close. But yeah, so um, this match, guys, uh, 
I like the the work in the match. I feel like it was a repeat of last time. I feel like we saw the same match again where they had a great match in the ring and then it was totally overshadowed by the Judgment Day coming down and they distract and um, it was a different finish with the brief, using the briefcase with the stomp. That was, I think, a cool effect. Um, it's funny though because Finn had the chance to cheat earlier, and he, if he would have done it, he would could have won. But he hesitated. I don't think he wanted Priest. I don't think he wanted Priest to get the credit for him winning. Hesitated. Then the second effort ended up costing him the match. And guys, if this doesn't lead to a a Finn Balor Priest feud, I mean, what's going to at this point? Because you know, it's two times in a row that uh, they have had issues with a finish to a Rollins-Balor match. Um, I know they did a good job of building up the seven years, but I'm kind of done with them for now. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued if they can go with the, the Priest-Balor feud. Maybe they put the, the briefcase on or they put something on it. Um, I know kind of off the top of this match, but what do you guys think of this match and the, the feud going forward here? I, to me, it was match of the night. Um, in ring work, I thought it was match of the night. They great storytelling throughout the match with Finn doing the buckle bomb on the uh, you know same thing that Seth did seven years ago. The storytelling throughout the match was great. You weren't going to have a bad match with these two in the ring. They're they're both phenomenal. Um, I, I'm with you, Brett. Where I'm kind of over Judgment Day interfering, but also it's kind of like a Roman Reigns match. I know the ref's going to get knocked down at some point. I know Judgment Day is going to interfere at some point. It was just when it was going to happen. Um, I I liked the ending, though. It left different avenues for WWE to go. To me, it looked like Priest was trying to help Balor, you know, give him the briefcase to use it. I think Balor thought that Priest was saying, hey, I'm going to cash in right now. And Balor was like, no, we don't need to do this. So I think there was miscommunication. And then at the end, Priest trying to help and ultimately costing Balor the match and him getting stomped through the through the briefcase. Love the ending. Um, thought it was great. Uh, and I do think, yes, I, like you said, Brett, if this doesn't kick off a feud between Damien and Finn, then what is? I mean, they packed it up already. I thought they were going to feud before, and they kind of, oh, we patched this up, yada, yada. I mean, at some point, you've got to, right? I mean, it's got to yeah. be. I think I, I think that definitely it's it's definitely leading there. When it gets there, I, I don't know. I think it's coming sooner rather than later. It's definitely Payback. happening. Payback? Maybe. I mean, you could. Yeah. Um, I also, what I also thought may happen last night is I thought, or Saturday that I thought maybe Finn wins and then priest cashes in, but then Finn has JD McDonough come out who he's been kind of talking to in the back. That's too to creative. Kind of, That's too creative to save him from losing his title that he just won uh, against Seth. I kind of thought that angle, but they didn't. I, again, I enjoyed the match, uh, match of the night, in my opinion. Um, and the ending was great. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they go from here. The judgment day is the biggest story on Monday night. Raw. That's the, yeah. the biggest story on SmackDown. I'm excited when we get off here, I'm going to watch raw because and I'm excited to watch it because of judgment day. That's the main reason. Yeah. That's it's finally they've, you know, we've had judgment on our TV for, you know, for a while and they kind of got stale there um, for the longest time, but they've, they've really done a good job of kind of keeping them hot. I agree with you, Kyle. Uh, again, in my, in my opinion, the in-ring work on this match, I, lo I loved it. I just, I felt this was too similar. I know the ending was different. I just felt it was too similar to the other match as far as 
um, judgment day coming over they distract and they i mean i don't know i it kind of it to matt to make a, a like matt it, it took it from a you know from a, a took it down a star you know the ending kind of ruined it for me um but it was still a really good match i, I definitely agree yeah, I thought, I thought it was a great match. Uh, but, you know, Kyle said they can't, these two can't have a bad match. Where the last pay-per-view, I did not enjoy the match between them at all. I thought that was not – I mean, that wasn't a bad match, but it was not – I didn't think the last one was a good match. I thought it was very – like, it was one of the worst of the card, where I thought this one was the best – you know, my favorite of the card, probably the best of the card. And I thought, great match. And then, you know, I, I started getting – but you knew they were going to interfere – but I started, I thought I was like, oh, this is going to take away a little bit. But it's like, you knew they were going to interfere. But then uh, Dom, the way he sold the stomp, I was like, <laughs> I mean, that was, that, I thought that was awesome. Like, I, I mean, that was one of the, probably one of the best things hey, I've seen Dom do. But, but Brandon, he's in, the, he's, the, he's in the top five of uh, uh, rest, 30 wrestlers under 30. <laughs> he's, a, he's a top five character for sure. But, but as a wrestler, I thought that was one of the best wrestling things he's done was the way he sold that stomp. I, I, just, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a great match, and uh, I'll, I'll, you know, like Kyle said, I love the Judgment Day story. The one thing that was funny, y'all didn't see the Edge vignette. So, but when when it came one, I told my wife, I said it would be it would be some WWE stuff to now. You know, there's friction in Judgment Day. Edge comes back and he replaces Finn in, in Judgment Day. It takes no. him back over. No. Oh, I don't. It's not going to happen, but that would be something they would do. Yes, absolutely. And then Finn joins Jamie McDonough. But, you know, like, keep the judgment they don't. I could see them just bringing Edge right back in. <laughs> in trying to collect my thoughts, I, I finally – you said it, Brett. It kind of finally gave me the word I, I was looking for to describe my feelings on it. And it was just stale. You know, this match would have been a nice house show match. You know, it, they, they like you said, they all wrestle well. They're very good wrestlers. We know this. What what's new? What's what's that next level? There's no stipulation on this match. There's no steel cage, last man standing, hell in the cell, ladder match, anything to give us that finality to this arc. It was just another match doing the same exact thing, ending the same exact way, and, and for me another sparkler. I, I found myself <laughs> fast forwarding through this match at times, you know, because it's just I've seen it. It, it. It's there. There's nothing special to it. It wasn't bad. The in-ring in work is – these are two very talented professional wrestlers doing very good things. But I was just waiting for Damian Priest to come out. I was like oh, – I, I just fast forward. And that's why I started watching the match was when Damian Priest came out because to me that's when you know the match is going to start. Okay, what's the storyline going to be? And like KO, I'm, I'm okay with the storyline. I'm okay with the ending – as far as that goes, it ruined it ruined the match for me, the match quality. But I, again, I didn't have much of an expectation for the match, so I was feeling feeling that way. Uh, hopefully, we'll get Damian and Finn out, out of this. But uh, and they all looked weak at the end. Like you know, I felt like you, you had Rhea hugging Dominic, and like they all just kind of looked weak at the end. And that was very unjudgment day like for me. So we'll find out where it goes. But again, kind of under in general underwhelmed. That's that you made a good point there. I think they judgment day has been looking so strong on TV and they kind of look like some buffoons on Saturday. Like you had Dom trying to get Seth and then Seth does a dive off the top to hit priest and then stomp Dom. And then, like you said, Rhea, who I, I barely noticed she was there. Like she, I've noticed her come out, but she didn't 
get involved in the match like she normally does. It was just, it was very weird. It was a, a weird presentation for Judgment Day. It didn't make them look good. Didn't make them look strong. Um, but it's kind of the same story that they did with Bloodline, showing some cracks inside the foundation where it then kind of explodes. I don't. This is not going to be the same as the Bloodline, but kind of the same same avenue with showing some cracks and then having some disputes inside the faction. But, I, I, yeah, they, they looked horrible on Saturday. So, so Finn's going to break off, and then he's going to go back and then decide he forgives them. He's going to come back. He's going to kick uh, Damian Priest out because all of a sudden, after they attacked him and threw him in an ambulance, he's okay with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm ready to talk just about do, that. Just do a little search and replace. Um, <laughs> okay. So the next match, honestly – um, I love this next match. The the triple threat women's match was I thought they did a lot of things with the triple threat that sometimes they don't do. Um in a triple threat match, a lot of times they're gonna kick somebody out of the ring. That person's gonna take a nap for five minutes, the two will work. Um, there was a lot of like double spots in this match. Um, and I really thought they did a really good job. Of course, Oscar and Belair and Flair can all go in the ring, so you know, no surprise. But to me, it was great chemistry between the three of them. Um, just, you know, one spot after another spot. You had Belair, which I don't know if she legit was legit hurt, guys. No. But she sold it like she was. I, I, I thought she was injured. Like, when she hit, she yelled so loud and was it. Can, can I tell you what did it for me? I don't know if y'all noticed this. When she hit and made that blood-curling scream, yes, she was holding her right knee. When she did the 450 splash, she was holding her left knee. She didn't even know what knee was hurt. That's what I knew. I was like, her knee ain't really hurt. Because, well, I knew she wasn't hurt when medical personnel came out and then they stopped going up the ramp and you could still see them in the background. I was like, she's going to get back involved. But then after she did the splash and held the other knee, I was like, yeah, she don't even know what knee's hurt. So she's well, not hurt. Well, they sold, I mean, it was a big, until that, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Good catch, Kyle. But. Because I was more, I was more like surprised, like, oh my gosh, she's coming back in the ring. I thought she was done, and, and that was her. Because we can we all picked here, um, Jeremy and uh, and uh, I guess uh, Matt, you y'all both had Oscar in this one, um, and and the rest of us had Charlotte Flair, but uh, we were all wrong twice. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just doubly missed this one. I didn't see the cash in coming, guys. I, I that was a surprise to me, and. That's why I like this match. I think this was my favorite match of the night because of the – I it was something happened that I didn't expect. I didn't expect Bianca Belair to win. I was like, oh, my gosh, they just – Bianca won. And then the music hit, and I was like, ah, oh, she's injured. They're going to use that as her reason for losing the belt. They're going to push EO Sky here. And, and it made a lot of sense, but I didn't see that coming, and I like that. When I can have something, even if it's not what I pick, if I don't see it coming, then it surprises me, and I don't have that happen a whole lot. I don't know what you guys thought, but that's that's what made it, and the ring work was amazing. Um, I just overall really liked this match. Up to this point, this match had the moment of the night with EO Sky um, cashing in. Uh, the match fell flat to me. Again, the crowd was absolutely dead you could hear if they were so dead you could hear charlotte giving cues in the ring to like you, the mics were picking it up because it was so quiet in the arena um so well, that's not their fault i mean they can't I, help I, I, I understand, but hear me out so 
both women's matches on the card, crowd absolutely dead. And you wanted two more? No, thank you. No, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, match well, was this decent. one was way better than the other one, Kyle. I agree. I, I agree. Like, match was decent. All three women worked hard. It did seem a little clunky in spots. Uh, like, not everybody was on the same page. And like I said, you could hear you could hear everybody talking in the ring because it was just so absolutely quiet. But I, I personally kind of like that. It's kind of like breaking down the fourth wall, kind of being able to hear what's going on in the ring. Um, the Bianca angle annoyed me. I, I was, I, I got annoyed. Um, it, it, we get it. She's tough. Like, and Michael Cole was trying to build it. Oh, she the toughest and the that's great. <laughs> I, we get it. Like, that's awesome. But they gave her the Paul Pierce treatment. She got wheelchaired off basically, and then came back to you know. And I, I, I did not like it. But and and then like I said, I pointed out earlier, she switched knees. I, I encourage y'all go back and watch it when she hurt her knee originally, hit the steps. She's on the ground, writhing in pain with her right knee. And they're walking her up the ramp, and she's clutching that right knee. Even running back into the ring, she's dragging her right knee like it's broken. Then she gets in the ring, hits the 450 splash, and then she's holding her left knee. And I, that's when I said, I was like, wait a second. Didn't you hurt your right knee? And I had to rewind it, and I was like, yeah, okay. So she doesn't even know what knees she's hurting. Um, that threw it off for me. When they gave the title to Bianca, when she pinned – which. A very creative pin. I will admit that's very to your point, Brett. They did a lot of different things in this, not your typical triple threat match that had the the typical spot. So I enjoyed that. Um, once the bell rang, they gave Bianca the title. I immediately grabbed my phone and I was getting ready to tweet, "What the hell are we doing? Like, what? Why did we take the title off Oscar to just give it back to Bianca? It makes absolutely no sense." Like, I was I was upset, and then I heard EO's music. I said, "Oh." Here we go. Okay. Um, so once that hit, it all made sense. They they made it make sense. Usually WWE doesn't, and they did it this time by because now you keep Asuka looking strong because she never got pinned. She didn't lose the title. Well, she kind of got pinned, but she but she didn't she didn't lose it to me because then the person that won it lost it immediately, which brings begs the question: Does that count as a title reign for Bianca? Uh, like, yes. Like a 30-second title reign? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, anyway. That's why I, they didn't give it to Charlotte Flair, because they didn't want to give her, I guess, that extra title reign. Well, and I, I think it made both of them look good. It makes Bianca still look strong, too, because they can say she was injured, and that's why she lost the title. So it keeps both of them looking strong. Now that the title's on EO, will it mean anything? I don't know. I don't know what she'll do with it. I can guarantee you, I promise you, who her first feud's going to be, Charlotte Flair, because Charlotte's going to come out and say, well, I didn't get pinned in the match, so I still deserve a shot. I got sprayed in the, with some illegal mist. Yeah. Which, well, is that illegal? illegal triple threat. No, it's, it's legal in triple threat. No, no, but, but he uses it in regular matches, and it, it, they don't ever, well, you know. The ref never sees it. Yeah. Oh, right. It's all, all over her face. <laughs> it didn't see her use it. I don't, I don't get it. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I, I didn't know, like, when, so EO's ca cash in, you know, Bailey's come down and was like, is Bailey going to do something? I was like, no, they're going to let EO win. But we're still wondering, when do we get the Bailey? Because, you know, it seemed like a couple months ago they were going to split. I don't think they're happening now. They're all together and happy now. Yeah. And I saw Dakota come back out too. But I still, eventually, Bailey's going to get jealous and yeah. want that title shot. So yeah. it may not happen right now. You, she, like you said, they, she may face Charlotte first, and then maybe after she beats Charlotte, then Bailey says, "All right, enough of this," and attacks her. But uh, I, yeah, but I thought it was a good match. Uh, there were some really good spots. I mean, 
these these three women they they know how to perform in the ring and uh it, it, another kind of pushed up point is why we didn't have a Rhea match because the other three best women are all on the other show and then the same match i mean becky becky too but becky was in a different story but you got you're basically outside of Rhea, your three best women all on the other show so none of them can do anything with Rhea unless now you may want to flip one of them and have one of them go after go with Rhea now but you know, you mentioned it, Brandon, a little bit, and I think, Brett, you've referred to it, the whole copy-and-paste mechanism. Anybody remember what happened at SummerSlam last year with Bianca? She uh, she won the title, didn't she? That's and then what happened? And then she got attacked by damage control, didn't she? Or Becky came out. Becky came out to defend her. It, yeah. Yeah, Becky came out and beat her in 20 seconds. Oh, no, that wasn't last. That was the year before last. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't ba- didn't Bailey and then oh, Bailey yeah. showed up at Dam- Damage Control showed up last year. So, yeah. yes, yes. I, I, yes, she was supposed to have the match with uh, Carmella and then Becky came out. And yeah, I remember and, that. And we got and we got the 30 second title yeah. ring. Now we get another 30 second title ring out of this. So, <laughs> again, just becoming a little bit predictable as far as these, you know, Bianca does not want to win the title at SummerSlam. But uh, both of you made excellent points as far as the match quality goes. Some very creative things that that you know, 450 on the figure eight. I mean, just aesthetically good wrestling as far as that goes. But I expect that out of these three. I, I don't think EO's a champion. I, I just you know we had we had EO you know at I think it was Payback or whatever the Puerto Rico one was where she got to wrestle Oscar and just wasn't quite there yet. And so I, it's just not believable for me as her as a champion. So how, how will the storyline elevate her to the champion? It's kind of like we're talking about the AEW Willow Nightingale being that mid Carter, you know, and, and, you know, he's not believable as a, as a champion. EO to me is not believable as a champion. It's like you can put Carmelo as Carmelo as a champion. It's just not, you know, you can put a mid Carter with a belt. doesn't make him good. doesn't give him personality. Yeah, I guess we'll see where it goes. Honestly, I think the best feud that EO could have is Bailey turn on her. And I mean, we have that built in, you know, animosity there, you know, from a few months ago. But like Kyle said, maybe they've nixed that at this point. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to know. That's kinda it kind of feel like Dakota Kai when she got injured, it kind of maybe changed their plans creatively there. Yeah. I mean it could have. It very well could have. And I I mean Yes, the match was good, but like I said, I it's I, I'm over Charlotte. I think that's um, she shouldn't chance to just walk in and and have a chance. Um, I like EO. I think she's I think she's very good in the ring. I'm I'm hoping I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Matt. I don't I, I understand what you're saying. She maybe just be a mid card, uh, and that's her her plateau, which is fine. You need mid card. You need mid card talents as well, but. I'm interested. I think maybe this feud with within damage control with kind of the tension with Bailey and kind of the opponents, Kyrie Sane's supposed to be coming back to WWE. Maybe we get a matchup with her and EO down the road. I think there's some good talent on the roster that can have some good matches with EO. It's it's up to WWE to book it now. Again, like we said earlier, it's in the follow-up. What do you do now? Like if if you can follow up with it, then great. If not, then don't give her the title. Yeah, I think she can put on a good match. It's gonna be the storyline part with her, I mean, you've got to right now she's paired with Bailey. So maybe this is, maybe this is good, good for them to stay together and she can be the mouthpiece, uh, for EOS guy and, and, you know, build some feuds up that way because 
Um, I just can't, and it's nothing against the Japanese wrestlers. I think there's some incredible wrestlers, but if they can't talk on TV, how do you build them up in storylines? Um, I just like Oscar. That's why I think that lacks with her. Um, she just she can't talk and say have much English on TV. So if you don't have anybody there as her mouthpiece, then for me it's just hard to build a story off of that. And so I think that's what's going to be Io's biggest problem. If they can use Bailey and Dakota Kai to help mouthpiece some of this feuds going forward, I think she could be good because we know she can be great in the ring. Um, do we care about it? Like Matt said, do we, do we care about her? And maybe it's that we need to get her in the ring with some of these good wrestlers and she goes over on a few and then, okay, now we, now maybe we're, it's more believable that EO sky can be a, a long-term champion in WWE. So we'll see where it goes. I, I mean, they, they've, they've got a chance to do something with her and this is their chance right now to, if with EO sky, it's kind of uh either she's going to be just a tag team wrestler, which there's no tag team division right now, or she's got a chance to compete with the, the big girls per se. We'll see if she can do it. We will see. But I mean, like I, I, I threw the Carmella reference out there. Carmella can't even make it off the card right now because, you know, she's just not very believable, even though she's beautiful and, you know, she can speak, but there's at just least no she story can, there. Yeah. At least she's got a mat. Like she can talk. That's, and she's, her character is good. Um, it's just that she she's one that got to be, be built back up. And honestly, the whole James Ellsworth thing is as corny as that was. That was that was hilarious. I enjoyed a lot of that just because of the story that was with it. It was it was funny. You got some goofy guy that's falling around this hot, beautiful, beautiful woman and helping her. And he's the goofiest looking dude that I've ever seen. That guy made money. I don't know how much money he, he was making, but. There was he earned every penny. I mean, that was one of the one of the, I guess the weirdest favorite storylines I've had in in a while. That was it was very strange, but it was it was it sold Carmella. I mean, he just helped her win, and it was funny every time. It was a different way. He was Weasley about it, and it didn't get old for me because it they were they did it in a way where it was different every time. To to your point, Brett, about EO needing a mouthpiece and how is she supposed to get over? I think WWE needs to do what they did with Asuka building up to this match. That vignette they aired of Asuka last Monday night was awesome. And she and Asuka talked a little bit, but she did, it, it was more of showing her training to, to get ready for this match. You can do stuff like that with Io. You don't have, she doesn't have to necessarily talk. I would say Io's English is better than Asuka's at this point. You can at least understand what Io is saying a little more. All you can understand from Asuka is... N- Nobody's ready for Oscar. Nobody's ready for Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> a little dancing around, like that's all she does. Like, now, if if you sit, if you tell me Oscar and Io go out and they start going out there and they talk to each other in Japanese, like, like I'd be in for that match because I can't least, understand a word they're saying, but, but I, they, I can I can understand intensity. Yeah, right. They're and when they're out there talk, they've done it a few times and not not much with them. They've kind of kept them separate. So at some point, you got to think they're going to go to that well. Um, but in Oscar after the match, uh, back to Kyrie Zane coming back into uh, WWE, she kind of hinted at maybe getting those two back together with Oscar and Kyrie Zane as a uh, as a tag team again. Why there's not a tag team division in the women's it's, division? It's, but, it's a wide open division right now, Kyle. There's no one in line. But do we want Oscar in the tag team division? Really? I mean, there needs to be somebody. It, it, 
Or you could just get rid of the titles. <laughs> you, you could, but they're you know they're not going to do that. That's no. then then they, they'd have the women wouldn't have a tag championship, and the men has two, and they're off the air too. I mean, you have no tag division right now, basically, at the moment. That's, that's WWE's fault. Yeah, it it is. All right, guys. The uh, the next match, and and uh, I know we the ones. You know, we, it's it it's we the ones. You know, we're we're ready to talk about it, but. I honestly, <laughs> this was not the one for me. I, I I didn't like this match, guys. I, I as much as I was excited and looked for this this match and the build and the tribal combat. What are they going to do? Are they going to fight in the stands? Are they going to have you know people show up that I've never seen? Are we going to have some old Samoan legacy guys come in that are going to show up? I mean, uh, I, I I was underwhelmed, like. I'm very irritated about this. This is the first match in the bloodline matches that we've had over the last months and months and months and last years that I did not like at all. I despise this match. It was terrible. It was slow. Why Jimmy? Like it makes no sense. You bring somebody back like Jimmy Uso. He just got destroyed and put in an ambulance by Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. And he's been off air and healing, I guess. He comes back and helps him. I, this makes absolutely no sense. This is the worst. Whoever wrote this story should be fired from WWE. I'm getting on a Matt Diggs rant right here. <laughs> I love the, I love the Bloodline storyline, and they have absolutely ruined it right here for me. And they but they've got something to make up for. They better tell me some legit reason why Jimmy just helped Roman Reigns. I, I don't. It doesn't make sense. Again, the, the they built up this big tribal combat, and it was absolutely a basically a no DQ match. I mean, it was nothing fancy. I don't no. like it. I think it was terrible. Um, I ran Brandon off because I'm I'm so negative. Um, but yeah, I just I'm I'm frustrated, guys, because I was so looking like this was the match of the night. Me and my son were looking for this. Uh, we the ones that here at this house. Me, me and my me and my little buddy. We were ready to watch this match, and it's just – it fell flat, and that's the way it ended. And it was like – it was like uh, – was it that bitter beer commercial where you drink the beer? And it's like that that face. That's what I had at the end of the night. I was like, oh, that was not – I didn't expect it, but that was terrible. I, I just didn't like it. I, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I, I like the match. Um, you were talking about it slow. That's a Roman Reigns match. If Roman Reigns matches – have these levels of, of ramping up. Like it starts off very slow. He's walking around at a slow pace, talking trash to the crowd, talking trash to the opponent. The opponent will get a little offense. It, it just ramps up. By the end of the match, though, they hit that top gear, and it's that's usually when, about the time the ref gets knocked down. That's when that, that ramps up to that, that higher gear. They didn't um, even need a ref for this one, Kyle. There was no rules. Well, you got to have somebody count the pin. I mean, I but guess. Yeah, yes, you're right. The, the rules. That's why the ref didn't get knocked out this time, because there was no point in him getting knocked out. Um, it, I, I am with you, though. I, even though I thought it was a good match, it wasn't as good as the other bloodline matches that we've had. I will agree. With, it was, if if you want to rank all the bloodline matches we've had in this whole saga, this is the worst of them. Um, I will agree with that. Um, the ending. I, I was I was visibly shocked. I thought Jay was about to win it. I had one, 
two, and then somebody pulled him. I said, "Damn it, Jay or Jimmy." I knew I I knew exactly who it was at the start. You could see the little air Air Forces on his feet, and I knew I knew it was Jimmy. He took the the hood down, saw the braids, and I'm like, "You, I I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm you just got beat up by these people." three weeks ago, take it to a, a medical facility and, <laughs> and, and got taken care of. And then the one person down since day one, and you're going to turn on him for what it, it makes, it makes no sense. I don't understand where they're going, but because, because Jimmy was the one that was originally was mad at Roman. Right. From right. the very beginning. He's the one that convinced Jay to turn on Roman. Like right. that's why it don't make, it doesn't make any sense. If it had been the opposite, then I thought, well, maybe Jay, if it was Jimmy versus Roman, and Jay would have all of a sudden turned back. Okay, maybe he was playing him, but yeah. this this doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But but what I will say, I I trust Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns because I think I, I don't think I think this is the one storyline that Vince has his hands kind of off of. I think this is more of a Paul Heyman Roman Reigns creative push. Working with WWE, obviously, but I think it's more from the mind of Paul Heyman. I trust Paul Heyman to tell a good story. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt till SmackDown on Friday that Jimmy's going to come out and explain why he did what he did. Now, if he doesn't come out and give an explanation, then I'm I'm right on the bandwagon with you. It's absolutely ridiculous. But if I, it's going to be like Brock Lesnar. He's not going to give us an explanation. (laughs) But I I I just trust Paul Heyman and them that they'll they will give us an explanation and and further the storyline. Here's what I think is going to happen. We just a few weeks back had um, Roman and Solo go up against the Usos. Solo got speared in that match by Roman. And if you noticed at the end, Solo was kind of. I was thinking he might turn on him. I thought he was about to turn. And then if Jimmy would have came out, that would have made more sense. Then you have all the brothers together against Roman. Um, I thought he was going to turn. But when he didn't, now I'm kind of thinking now that Jimmy's back. Maybe something Jay said stuck with Solo, and I think at Payback, we're getting brother versus brother. I think it's Uso versus Uso at Payback. Have but they I ever think, fought in a match? They've, have they ever know. been separate in WWE? I can't remember them ever having a, a match. I I don't know. Um, but I think that they that they get brother versus brother, but then down the line, they're going to mix the tag teams, and I think Solo turns on Roman, and then we get Solo and Jay versus Jimmy and Roman at so some pay per view. So basically, you have each a new so in each corner, and yeah. then Roman versus Solo for the title at some point. I think eventually that's where it's going to lead to. Um, I, I'm, I'm and I'm fine with that. I just don't get the the explanation is going to have to really sell me. It's, it's going to that's and that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm with you. I think it was a horrible. It makes no sense on the on the base of it. But I'm going to trust Paul Heyman that they're going to. Tell us why on Friday. Yeah, I can't trust WWE. I'm I don't trust Friday. WWE. I trust Paul Heyman. There's a difference. He still works for WWE. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a good a uh, good match. Uh, I, the ending is what it's going to take away from most people. And like you said, like Matt would say, the ending matters. Yeah. And but I thought overall still was a good match. And but like and then talking about tonight, there's more things about this pay per view that I didn't like then you know like saturday night i went pleased i said the one of the worst things i saw was the end you know shane and ronda and then the ending to this match so i was pleased but then talking more about it there's more things i did not like than now talking mm-hmm. about tonight and but i still enjoyed myself during this pay-per-view i mean and but the, but i, I did <laughs> it, we have different opinions man it's okay brandon, 
Brandon, I think uh, Professor is going to, you're going to be on his well, hit list. No, he didn't. I get it. But like, not everybody likes the same things. And, but, <laughs> but, but like, I mean, people can enjoy different things. And it, just like, I mean, hearing Kyle, he enjoyed most of the things too. It's just, but there's certain, certain things that kind of stand out like the ending of this match. But uh, the, the thing is, you know, I mentioned last week that we could see a Jimmy thing and y'all said, no, no, that would be taking a step back, which it is. But also the only and I, the explanation better be good, like y'all said, but with Roman going away, I guess they're not ready for the bloodline story to end. And with Roman going away, maybe this was the only way they feel they could keep it going a little bit longer because we can't have three months of Jimmy versus so I mean Jay versus Solo because we've basically just been getting Jay versus Solo every week already. They, they just need to sign some more uh, bloodline characters, man. There's there's so many we out there. In the reality of wrestling. Zilla I, mean, I mean, they've got so many that they could bring in. Like, I mean, honestly, and they don't even have to wrestle at, at first. I mean, just bring them in and let them be characters in this story. I mean, you did perfect with Solo. We thought yeah. the same thing. We thought it was almost to the end of the, the like what they could do with it. And then you you had the Usos barred from the ringside. And then you had Solo show up. Boom, lit a fire. And now how many more months of this have we gotten? They've, they've, got, the, they've got the players out there. They even could have brought in uh, Rikishi or you know somebody, somebody that's like that would have done for something. Like I was just looking for somebody new to to just light another firework in the storyline, as Matt would say. Like I was waiting for that firework to happen at the end, and it was it was not even a, a sparkler for me. It was a dud. He, they lit it, and it was completely dud for me at this point. The one thing I do hate too is the. The, the cadence when like I like false finishes is one thing and like and Matt I know he you know he's got a problem with false finishes a lot too but the ones I really hate are when the ref's hand just stops yeah and it's like well y'all are supposed to kick out already and it just stops and like and that happened multiple times in this match and it, but the one one thing that funny thing that kind of stood out in this match that I like was when uh, uh, Jay was the fan used Jay or Jay used the fan to balance before he uh, took out so oh, yeah. That was just kind of a cool because he like it was him, he like, happened. Yeah, he like stepped up there and like got his like balance yeah. on him. On the like, that, was cool off, that was a cool off the cuff moment. Like yeah. you don't get those often. I, I thought that was kind of it was cool. it was quite off the ropes, if you will. Yeah. That's true. I like that. You know, Triple H is t- tuning into our podcast right now, and he probably just went from six to midnight hearing Brandon talk about how excited he was about the card in general. As a way to just justify his bad booking repeatedly. He's like, This is why we're making so much money hand over fist right now, because we've suckered in even smart marks like Brandon to just love this this product right now no matter what we give them we're just going to be acceptable as long as as we can do a couple of good things as long as we can be bad good enough we can make brandon happy and if we can make brandon happy you just call this a good match brandon this was 50 minutes of a time waste it was a it was like an hour of crap is what it was i feel like it was over an hour i think it started about three hours well the the intros the intros are about 15 or 20 minutes yeah. Maybe so, but the whole presentation was over an hour. Is that's where they booked the bloodline? You know, granted the 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 whole 
you know, rigmarole coming out and whatnot. It was slow. It was boring. Remember, Brandon, go 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 watch the Hell in the Cell match with Jay against uh, Roman, where this all kind of got started. That was a beautiful match. It was. This was not that, but that that's the bar they've set. So that's like. That that's the thing is like it wasn't even was close a good match, Brandon. That was your words, not mine. Right, but it wasn't that match. It wasn't a great match. I thought it was. A, I enjoyed the match, except the ending. I'm with you, Brandon. I'll, I'll be on your side on this one. I, I said it was a good match too. I enjoyed it, but it was the worst bloodline match that we've seen. Exactly, but they but, set the bar so high. Right, but at, but at the same time, I would I would I would watch that Roman and Jay match ten oh. times out of ten over Cody and Brock. Absolutely. Actually, I would rather watch the Brock Cody match, honestly. Not at all. I would rather watch Roman. I would I would rather watch a Roman match. Even, just because normally, yes, but not in this case. To me, this match was just slow. It was boring. Like I needed something like go out to the fight in the fight in the concession stand. Like they like, fight in the stands. That's where Solo got I, involved. I know, but I I needed more of that. Like it was a this big tri- they put a big deal in this tribal combat match. Yes. And I didn't I didn't feel like it was any different well, than a normal what did you expect it to be? What did you cuz all, all they said is there's no rules. So that I mean I expect them to no fight all, all over the arena this like was they supposed go through. to be the most brutal match. It was supposed to be yeah. the the, the blow off of this feud. And this no. is a feud that's been in hell in the cell. It can't be a just like an I quit kind of a you know where you made them say I quit because you brutalized his brother in, in such a way there's no blow off to this it's just a regular roman match you can't be you you're not gonna have the blow off right now the feud's not over there's still more stories to be told here you're not gonna have a blow off right now the blow off's at mania the blow off is gonna is gonna i hope last. i hope this story gets better because i'm just i'm just concerned right now that like i'm i'm very the reason i'm so upset about this match is because one of the main reasons why I tune in to WWE every week on Friday nights or whenever I go watch it is because of this storyline. And they just fell flat on their face, and it was just awful to me. The, the match, just, I just didn't enjoy it. I, I almost fell asleep. I was so bored during this match. I like I wanted to see something. Like, if this would have been a regular wrestling match, it was been okay. But, like, they built it up, this tribal combat, and I was just disappointed. I, I was looking for something more. So they, did they need to bring out a bed of nails like John Moxley did? Hey, that would have been something. Anything, something. <laughs> some tables bring I, some tables out from under the ring. Put them up in the tables. It was one little measly table they ended the match with. There's a lot no, of chairs. Jay Jay did yeah. a Samoan drop through the table on Roman. There yeah. was there, and then uh and then that was a, that put was, through a table. There wasn't was, that an announced table though. No, there was a table set up on the outside, outside of the yeah. ring. And um, Jay just did Samoan spike or Samoan I was just disappointed. I don't there know. Were I just, four table spots, Brett. How many more table spots do you want? In like eighty I'll, chairs. <laughs> uh, I just, they just, I don't know. It just wasn't. It just didn't do it for me. I don't know why. I don't know explain it. Just, I, I was so looking forward to something just up here, and I just did. I, it just was down here for me. I don't we know. We like why. that that Boston crowd at A and AEW Blood and Guts. We want fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else give you me some fire bar bar tables like Jeremy and Matt's match. I mean at least it had been I don't know. I just like if it had been a regular match, then okay. But like they built that's my problem. They built it up as like never I've never seen a tribal combat match ever. They built it up to being this big thing like anything goes. I'm expecting that these random people to show up to be involved like you know, more shenanigans and things, surprises and stuff. And it just, we didn't get any of that. It was just basically a no DQ match. 
I, I mean, I, that's what I expected going into it. So I, I think it's a, it's, it's where your expectations were. I mean, when I heard tribal combat, then why I, not just call it no DQ match? And then, because to me that builds it up, that just builds it up this expectation of people wanting something that's different. It was for, the, never been done. It was for the lay. That was, that's the whole tribal combat portion of it. And the tribal combat is if Jay would have won, he's the new tribal chief. That's but where we, the tribal combat comes in. That wasn't going to happen. I mean, he well, wasn't winning. I mean, Rowan losing. I mean, he was not going to give up that right now. I, not- I agree, but at the same time, like I don't think, I don't think tribal combat was necessarily a match stipulation. I think no DQ was the stipulation. Tribal combat had to deal with the tribal chief aspect of it. Uh, just- oh, you're you're wrong on this as you are on many things. Let me let me take you back to AEW's biggest fail, and you. I can probably tell you what AEW's biggest fail, and you know what I'm talking about, right? Go ahead and tell us. No, I, go ahead. The, 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 the exploding the table explosion. match or the bomb match or whatever with yeah. John Moxley, and mm-hmm. you had that little, you had the sparklers come out when it came <laughs> to that. It was, you're expecting this big thing because you call it that, you know, you call it the exploding whatever they call it, exploding tables match, and then you get sparklers coming out. This is called tribal combat after they had an I quit hell in the cell match. This is a step above that. And what did we get? We just got basically a regular Roman Reigns match. I'm complete, Brett is completely right on this. They needed to write the story in violence. This needed to be, this might've been an even example for somebody to blade, you know, and, and I know they use that rarely, but we got blood and, and uh, Brock and Cody two times. It's a, bloodline, it's a bloodline feud. This is, this is, you know, for blood, blood rights, basically of, of who's going to be the tribal chief. I, I like that. The, I would have loved to see someone bleed in this match. That would have, that would have done a little bit better for me. I mean, just believe you're not, not going to see that in WWE. WWE is not going to give you blood. That's why it's a PG product. They're not giving no, you Brock Lesnar blood. Uh, believe not, last not intentionally though. Like it was. He, he, did, he did not play. He hit the rate. He did this. Did you not see it? He had it in his. Listen, listen. I'm just saying you're AEW. Yes, and these in these. In these big matches, you're going to get blood. John Moxley will walk into the ring, step across the rope, and immediately start bleeding. Like that's that's what you're going to get in AEW. You're not getting that in WWE. You can, we can't compare we can't compare the two with these with these. I, I'm, I agree with you. In a a big match like this, we need blood. There needs to be some color in the match to show the intensity of it. But you're just not going to get that in WWE. That's just not that's not what they do. It's a PG product. They're they they black and white out when it's blood they don't want to show blood on tv but ultimately you think back to royal rumble and that was one of the most violent things when you had roman just mercifully beating your cousin up i was there you know and and, and you were just seeing this and you were feeling that violence as far as that goes that's what this match should have been you should have been feeling that even if you don't have blood you should have something where you are feeling just I would have rather seen Roman just go crazy. did his little pissed off snap thing where he just beat down Jay and you have like people coming up, begging him to stop the violence. That would have been a, that would have been tribal combat. That would have had a storyline. You've had the violence or otherwise you had, J, you had Jay finally snap and go to that next level. This was just a match. Well, like Brandon said, we this is this is the beauty of this podcast. We can all have different opinions, and no, you need to have my opinion because <laughs> my opinion is right. Okay, everybody other than Matt, we can all get along with different opinions. Brett, yeah. Our host is the only one who has seen the light. I I think Jeremy would actually when I talked to him a little bit earlier, he was in agreement. He was kind of disappointed by this particular match as well. So 
I get being disappointed because you have high expectations for it, but I still enjoyed why, the match. I, yeah. Why would I? Why would I not have high expectations? The Bloodline feud is carry WWE. Yeah, it's got to have the high expectations. They've got to continue the story. It's got to keep me interested. And, and right now, I'm interested only because I'm like confused on why they've got to come up with something really good right now. Because again, I'm just very confused. Um, and they're not. I mean, you can you know what it's going to be. Jimmy's going to say they beat him. They beat the sense into him. It was Jay's fault. This was why this happened. You know, and this wouldn't have happened if Jay would. What he, he? I mean, it's going to be predictably bad. Brett, let me ask you something. Okay. <clears throat> if would you would you agree that by Matt? Would you agree that <laughs> Otani? Hello, Matt. <laughs> would you agree, Matt? Would you agree that <laughs> Otani is the best baseball player right now in baseball? Uh, just uh, the ability for him to impact both sides of the ball. I mean, it's, it's just it's a simple answer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. 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 There's nobody I, else that pitches and bats. I mean, right. I, I think. But okay, so that's my point. I think all four of us can agree. Shohei Otani is the best MLB player, right? Should win MVP. Does he not? Does he go out there and pitch a perfect game every game? Does he go out there and hit four home runs every time he's he's in a game? You're gonna have off nights. I think the bloodline story. Yes, it, it was an. If off you're an MVP, you don't you don't give up 18 home runs and and just go out there and. So you can't have a bad night. Pitches. You think this is like a one star man, like a negative star? Yeah, I, I, I honestly think this was the worst match of the night for me. What like, uh, worse I, than Shayna and Ronda? I didn't like this match at all. I just didn't like it because it's that's, just that's it's, fine. It's the main, that, it's the main event. Okay. It's this main. It's the main event for me, and they built it up to be this big tribal combat match. <laughs> like it should have been. It should have been way better than this. You, I was, there was, I was a mad. I was mad at myself that I stayed all the way through the end and watch this match. Like I was disappointed. There was a match between Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That at least they had some legitimate strikes. Horrible. They had some legitimate strikes in that match that were that were violent. That was, was more violent. Those two cheese garbage. Those two kicks were in the knee were more violent and than then happened in this other match. You got Brock and Cody in a normal match that you want with no DQ apparently. Yeah, there's you're no, gonna say Roman and Jay was the worst match. I just be, come on, man. It was just the worst to me. Just because <laughs> worse than Ronda and Shayna. Yes. I've been know. waiting on this date with sloth toes. Like you've been building it up. You're finally going to get your night with the 10. And then she takes you to this match. You're going to be disappointed. Kevin. It was very disappointed. Like, I wouldn't be. Y'all would be. I wasn't disappointed. Was I was very, entertained. Yeah. <laughs> it was very disappointed. It was just like going. To, it's like what you've been waiting all week to go out and get this, this margarita. That's supposed to be the best in town. Like they've, they've built it up to be like, you know, this is going to be the best best thing you've ever had, and you drink it, and it's like drinking piss. <laughs> That's what I felt. That's how I felt at the end of the mount end of the night. It was just that disappointing, and it ruins the entire match. I mean, the match itself, it wasn't terrible as far as, but it was it wasn't good, but it wasn't it, as bad as some of the matches. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that the it's match like, like Jimmy. The match itself <laughs> wasn't the worst of the night. Okay, but the end just makes it the worst to me. So we just, we, we just and I, said, I said the ending, yes, but like <laughs> no, like the it makes that's you have to include that in the match. That's right. to me that's what makes it the worst is because it got to the end and it's like it was awful. 
let me give you a better metaphor to explain what Brett explains. I hear him and I feel like y'all are completely doing this. You know, you've been waiting all week to go to this restaurant that your best friend has recommended. It's the most expensive restaurant in town. And you are about to go pay a $500 for this steak that, you know, you've been told all about this is going to be the best meal and you're, you're looking forward to it. And you're a steak aficionado and you get there and it's a Texas Roadhouse steak effectively. You know, it was okay. I mean, Texas Roadhouse steaks are okay at the end of the day, but you were expecting so much more because of the hype, because of the price, and you feel let down because you spent five hundred dollars for this thing. And then dessert, and then you get your dessert, and it's like something you could have gotten from the grocery store, and it's that it was your very last thing, and it was it was not good. Like even the steak was okay, but then you get to the end, it's like maybe I got a milkshake and it tasted like poop. And it just, it ended it. It was the, the ending was awful. Like it just, it ruined the entire meal. Even the steak was okay. But after having dessert, it's just, it's terrible. Okay. But you're saying you were expecting an A plus match, which I get. And then you thought the match was a B and then it ended up being an F minus. Yeah. Because of the ending. Where I I think I was expecting an A plus match. I thought the match was a B plus. A B plus. And and then the ending may have pushed it down to, a B minus or C plus. Oh no, it, it failed. It was a it was an epic fail to me overall. I just I just didn't, I just didn't like it. It's wrestling. I, I, Everybody's going to agree on the same thing. I, yeah, I know. I just I think it's mainly just because of the fact that I've just become a. That's my main thing. I look forward to every week is the bloodline feud. I don't really. I watch the other stuff. I skip where I don't want where I don't really care about. That's what I want to watch, and that part to me, it's like. Um, Let's say that I go to a state tournament. Okay, Chapel Hill's playing. They're the team I'm coming to watch. Like, I, I go to watch the other stuff, and that's fine. But I get to them, and they just completely lay an egg and don't and don't play. I'm ticked. Like, that's – to me, this was the match that I wanted to watch of all the whole card of, above anything else, and I just didn't like it. It was just awful to me. I, didn't, I, think, I, I think it comes down – every I'm, we all have – perception is reality, right? So we all have different – expectations and what we view as our expectations and they all differ all four of us have different ones so for me personally i i'm like brandon i went in here expecting top top tier match i was yes let down by the match itself but i'm intrigued i was entertained because of the ending do i agree with it do i understand no i don't but that's what's going to make me tune in friday to see okay where do they go from here so I'm intrigued by it. The ending actually intrigued me more than if it would have been a clean Roman Reigns win without interference because then I'm like, well, yeah, that's what we expected. I didn't expect to see Jimmy. Brandon called it. But I didn't expect to see Jimmy. Or if I did see Jimmy, he was going to be with Jay. I didn't expect Jimmy to turn on Jay. So that's where you were talking about the shock factor, the wow factor, the, the surprise. You want to be surprised. I was surprised. Well, so that, it, that did, it, it did it for me. When I'm shocked, though, I wanted to make sense. And to me, right now, it doesn't make any sense at all. Right now, it doesn't. But we let's wait till after Friday. So, let's get in the so benefit of the doubt. Have they let us down yet? Uh, so far, so far, it's been okay. But, okay, so what we'll do is we'll we'll make this one of our off the uh, off topics next time, and we'll go back. Yeah. We'll see what they've done because it's going to okay. be a few weeks before we're on again. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of relive this and see if we all have the same opinion on the and way that me and Brandon were right. I mean. T- it doesn't mean you're right. Even if they've got a reason, it doesn't mean it's a good reason. We'll see. We'll just wait till Friday. 
I mean, I remember we we, we kind of had a similar discussion in April after WrestleMania as far as, you know, why did Cody lose? Make it make sense. It still really hasn't made it made sense yet. We're four months past that point, and it's still – you've just forgotten about it. You know, it's just like, well, you know, they, they put him with Brock, and it, it's not going to make sense, well, I think, at the end of the day. Well, the Cody part hasn't, but the Bloodline stuff is it, – it's made sense on the other side because – if Cody wins that match, do we get the same story in the bloodline that we've had? They could still tell that I, without I the think, belt. I think you could tell the bloodline story without you the title. Could, but not the same one they've told. Right, right. Yeah. You could still have this first title match. You could still so have, that's, okay, okay. That's, you could still have this travel chief match. You could still have this travel match and, and be fighting for the, the little thing, whatever they call it, though. Ulafala. Ulafala, there you go. You could be but fighting. Roman, Roman, Roman would have lost some of his luster too. Yeah. Well, right. Roman lost some of his luster when he got pinned a couple uh, yeah, at right, the last right. pay per view. So I mean, I, his luster is it's it's leaving him. I think we're we are nearing the end of the bloodline story, but I think there's a few more chapters before we get to the now, end. Now I will say this: Jeremy hinted me in on this, and I'll we'll kind of close with this. He he was he listens to the press conference. I don't know how much you guys listen to any of those, but. They, he said that they said that the bloodline, uh, talking to Heyman and stuff, the bloodline stuff is just getting started. I, I don't agree that's, with that. that I did. I read the cliff notes. That's <laughs> what he said. So we'll see where it's going. Like I said, right now I'm irritated, but you know, Friday Roman, could come around, it could change my mind. The match, I'm not going to change my mind. I don't like the way I didn't like the match. I didn't like the way it ended. I don't think they're going to be able to change my mind because to me it doesn't make sense. But we'll see. I mean, but I, Roman, Roman said that same thing about the bloodline. I want to say it was after Mania, where he was like, "We're on chapter three. Like, we we got a lot more to go." I don't think the bloodline story is just getting started. I don't agree with Heyman with that. I think it's nearing the end, but I do think there's a lot more story to be told. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got a couple of weeks. We'll be back on at some point. Next one's going to be uh, we got AEW All In coming up next. That'll be the twenty uh, seventh of August. So. Um, then oh. you got then you of course it's gonna be a busy few weeks here. You've got all in the twenty seventh. You've got payback the second, and you've got all out the third. So within a, like a week's time, you're gonna have three big shows. So um, hopefully we'll have some exciting things to talk about there. That mid show we do in between all in and payback and all out will be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll have like a preview yeah, of all that'll in. Be a, that'll be a four hour show. Yeah, we're going to start early for Kyle. Hey, I've at least got a little breaking news for you. Like a little, oh. little breaking news. Your boy, okay. your special correspondent, has booked his flight to New York City for Grand Slam. So I will be there <laughs> oh. at Grand Slam. All right. Nice. That's All exciting. Right. That's Hopefully a, it's a good show. For, for, for the show, of course. I hope you're, yeah. I, I hope you're not disappointed at the end of it. I had so much fun last year. I went there and claimed that they won the title there, and it was so much fun. That that venue was great, and I expect a, a lot more from that. It's a fun thing, and I just do a crazy trip. I fly out Tuesday night, and I'm back Thursday morning going to football Thursday night. So Wow. Awesome. Well, that, that's cool. Uh, I guess you'll have to tell us all about it the next, when we you know catch up the next time we're on. So should be- We all five need to go to winners coming this year. Three of us went last year. We need a uh, off the road road trip. Okay. Hey, I'm off on weekends. Matt, Jeremy, and I were all there last year. We all five need to go. Kyle, we were left. It's on Wednesday. It's usually the Wednesday before state championships, like the 6A games or having the same time. I won't be busy then. We'll be good. 
All right. So we'll have some shows coming up here in the next uh, couple of weeks. We'll have um, probably have an all-in preview and then an all-in review with a payback all-out preview. I mean, that could be a that could be. I think we're gonna have to split those up. You I mean, just think, could, Brett. You could come to Winners Coming. It's the it'd be the best, the closest you'll get to Arlington with any of your teams that you cover. <laughs> Man, that's 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 rough. Hey, hey, that's okay, Matt. It's okay. Um, Kyle, which team are are, are you, you got one that you're gonna uh, say that's gonna beat one of Matt's teams? Now you you've had some chance. I, I, to... I, no, nope. I'm staying out of this whole conversation. <laughs> I say four A and below. I hey. Good news, if you like 4A Texas High School football, we'll have a show on Wednesday night. Uh, three of us will be on. Uh, we're going to let Matt uh, take the night off there. As we're the in 4A, Dallas doesn't really compete in 4A, so we they they they're big boys. They they don't really have anybody competing in 4A. So we'll we'll keep Matt. He can yeah, be because Swana and Anna, you know, those oh, are there. and that's got that a wide range for DFW. So yeah. Just we don't. We don't yeah, he he looked. He's like, oh well, they're good. We'll cl- we'll add them in DFW area. That's okay. We'll literally in the DFW district. I mean, they're, they're about them specifically. It's that you count Longview Malakoff as DFW sometimes. Oh, Malakoff yeah. is literally in the DFW as defined by Malakoff. Well, Malakoff is like it could be either one. It's on the edge there. But so Longview is East Texas. You can't have Longview. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's he just ours. wants Longview because they're good. So he, yeah, he's that, that's ours. I, hey, I will say, I will say, with my limited five A knowledge in football, I'm taking South Oak Cliff to win it all. Oh, well, he's trying is to have brownie points. Go, he's trying go to have some a big win with a two time champion there, Kyle. I like it. <laughs> I hope I look forward to having Matt uh, start making some picks against us to try to sit over here in East Texas to see if he can. Uh, I'm going to tune into the story show so Kyle can say, you know what, Carthage, that's a really good team, Rocco. <laughs> well, they're going to win it all, obviously. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's Scott Surratt. He's a genius. <laughs> look, I am, I am the John Madden of this podcast. I will say the most obvious things. All right. Well, let me talk to you, fellas. It's been a good time tonight here on the Disrespect Sports Network, Off the Ropes, episode 14. Can't believe we've already done 14 episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, missed you tonight, Jeremy. So hopefully you'll be able to tune in next time with us. For Off the Ropes, we talk SummerSlam tonight. Next pay-per-view coming up, AEW All Out. For Kyle, Matt, and Brandon, it's Brett. We'll catch you next time right here. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me.